Mental. In today's society, there are very few places where you can still be yourself, and the freedom of expression actually exists. Page 108, paragraph 3, no joke, dealing with flatulence, excretion, urination, ejaculation, or other bodily functions. Oh, wow. program you sons or of cheesy <laughs> you sons of bitches welcome it's your saturday night buddies el jefe and j-dubs el jefe's hideout 106.7 wjfk all right write these down do everything that you need to do because although we don't really need you you can participate in the show 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. A couple of emails, and probably this is going to be the last time, last weekend, we're going to use this email. EJHideout at Yahoo.com. We enjoy your emails, but we are now uh, in the proud AOL family. So using AOL for broadband, those of you that have it, uh, I'm going to give out my screen name. And I hesitate to do this because I actually use this whenever I'm at work, Dubs, like when I'm doing stuff with Ron and Fez, with Don and Mike. Yeah, I don't have uh, my own little log on here. And when I log on under your name, your AOL thing pops right up. So I know you're on it all the time. So here it is, and I, I hesitate to give this out because I know automatically I'm going to start getting tons of instant messages. But here is my instant message name, uh, JFK. El Jefe, uh, that's my instant message, JFK El Jefe, and that's uh, AOL Instant Messaging. You're going to be on so many people's buddies list. And see, that's actually what I'm worried about, you know, legitimately, because when I do the work with Don and Mike, when I do the work with Ron and Fez, I use this stuff. So I'm going to have to get another one. And I, you know what? God damn, dude, now I even think about it. I, should, I shouldn't have even given it out. Big-ass Packers fan is not going to leave you alone. <laughs> that loser son of a bitch, he's going to be all over it. <laughs> Again, 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067, ejhideout at yahoo.com. A ton of stuff for you tonight. Um, it's a shame we only have one night a week to get together with you on Saturday nights, but at the same time, it is fun uh, because we try to make all four hours kick ass, absolutely. So tonight... Uh, We're going to continue the tradition, Dubs, of giving away the autographed item of the week. Autographed item of the week, in fact, will be given away during this, the first segment, so stay tuned for that. In addition, um, i got to tell you about a busted penis ring. I want to explain why it is that I want to party with Uday Hussein. If you could party with any one person, think about this, because this will be coming up a little bit later on tonight. If you could party with just one person, who would it be? And I'll tell you why my pick would be Uday Hussein. This guy knows how to throw a shindy. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, we had a big meeting this week. And, Dubs, you're so not prepared for, for corporate. Oh, no. God, no. Corporate big market life. <laughs> for one thing, I, I have to dress up for my other job. So I go in there fairly well, you know, 
looking clean, you know? Mm -hmm. But I smell all the high heaven wherever I go. It doesn't matter how many times I shower or anything. I, I may look like I'm nice and clean and showered and ready to go. But my ass just stinks no matter what. You know, for those, we actually, we should hop on AOL for broadband to find out, like, hygiene tips. Ways for you to wash your ass. Well, the thing is, I have a lot of hair. The crack area, you know, is just filled with hair. <laughs> I shave it every once in a while. Your dingleberries are just rampant. But you know what, dude? D I, I've smelled you, and I, didn't, I don't want to start every show talking about how bad you smell. <laughs> it's just such an easy topic to bring up, though. Because we did it last week, but God damn, man. Like, let, me, let me describe it. Okay, in fact, those of you that are going to listen to us for the next four and a half hours, four hours, however long we go until we get back into the Sporting News Radio, for you to get the true like ambiance of El Jefe's hideout, because we're in a small little place. It's the hideout. You know, it's El Jefe and J-Dubs tonight. And so for you to be able to smell what I'm smelling, this is what I want you to do right now. I want you to go to your closet and go to your, your dirty clothes hamper, wherever you keep it. Mine happens to be in my closet with all of my pornography. Go into your closet and rummage down into the very bottom of your dirty clothes hamper and pull out those, those underwear that haven't been washed in probably five or six weeks. You keep forgetting, uh, but you, you pick them up and, like, they're all folded over and, like, crusty and wrinkled and crusty. But the, the best way to get the true smell of me, I, I'm, I'm me, so I know how to get the smell of me. The stuff you work out in and that your balls are touching all the time, <laughs> that is the stuff that smells like me. I, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm a smelly guy, and I don't know why. Well, here's the thing. So you, this is what I want you to do at home, though, listening to the show, or if you happen to be driving in your car right now on the Beltway or whatever, pull out those underwear and stick them on your radio. Those nasty, five-week-old, crusted-over underwear, and hang them on your radio. And now you know what it's like to be sitting next to J-Dub. No, nah, hang them on a fan. <laughs> Fill the room with it. Fill the room with the essence, which is J-Dub's. Also coming up for you tonight, the Life Log. The Pentagon, uh, here in our very, uh, our very own little city here, is coming up with something that will, um, that will track your every single move. And uh, I actually did that for myself this past Thursday. Let's rewind back to me smelling. <laughs> because I wasn't finished yet. My girlfriend, right when I came home that day and I smelled so bad, my girlfriend's like, you don't smell that bad. She like starts sniffing me. And she gets to my ass. <laughs> and she almost puked. And I take off my pants, my underwear. Yeah, there were about four or five nice streaks in there. <laughs> You're such a scumbag. And you got, this is what I don't get, man. You got a really good looking girlfriend. She's a cutie. Um, how does she? How? First of all, for you to say, "Hey, honey, we're leaving Michigan. You just graduated from Michigan State University. We're leaving Michigan. We're going to move to Washington D.C. so I can work part time at 106.7 WJFK and get a job at the Marriott." And she's hot. Why does she follow you if you think so bad? I do not know. It. I must have that. Uh, my my scent must attract women or something. But the thing is about D.C. as well, my girlfriend, you know that she cannot walk around outside without getting totally harassed by people. People drive up and down the street in a pickup truck trying to pick her up, 
And just because that worked for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you, douchebags. <laughs> just because she was easy and I got yeah. it that way. You know, it's so funny you bring that up because that was something that I had written down that I wanted to talk about. Um, to describe your girlfriend, what is she about? She's 5'1". Five 5'1", one. Five one, um, good-looking. Is there anybody famous you think she would look like? Not at all. I, I, no, no one comes to mind. Some people say she looks like that uh, Joey Potter girl. I don't know who that is. From Dawson's Creek. Okay. All right. All right. I can see that maybe a little bit. But here's the thing about Dubs' girlfriend. The thing about Dubs' girlfriend is she's a cute, little, skinny white girl. And so the other day in our, our apartment in Silver Spring, she decides she's going to leave the apartment and go for a walk. And she came back early because, like you said, there are a bunch of guys in a bunch of trucks driving by. Hey, baby, get in my van. Hey, baby, get in my truck. Hey, baby, where are you going? And I... To me, I don't know if you have this, and I don't know what it what what it is in guys that say, "I'm gonna yell at this whore," with, and and she's probably gonna bang me. Exactly. I don't know, I don't know what's going through their head. Like, you know what? If I if I yell at this girl really loud and be really annoying, I'm I'm getting a BJ. <laughs> I am. I know it for a fact. And see, that's the thing though. Like, have you ever yelled at a girl, "Hey, honey, why don't you come here? Let's chat." Jokingly, we used to drive through East Lansing when I was in high school. Because we live about half hour away from Michigan State University, uh-huh. and we just yell, "Hey, bend over!" <laughs> you know, just all the time, like just just absurd stuff but, all the time. But see, here's the thing, dude. After I did, you know, I could never do that. Like, I can't even approach a chick at the bar. You know, much less like I, I don't know if it's something about me if I have a conscience or what. But I can't sit there and yell at chicks and t- say, hey, mama, what are you up to? Why don't you hop in the van here? I'm shameless. You know that, man. But is it something in the mentality? 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Is it something in the mentality? Because I've even thought about this. Because I, I just I don't approach women very well. And now that I'm divorced, um, i got to get back into that. How am I going to start approaching chicks? Like, your, your girlfriend's a 22-year-old, right? Texas just turned 23 two weeks ago. 23-year-old little white girl from the Upper Peninsula in Michigan, okay? My ex-wife, you know, 25 years old, professional, um, very good-looking, a black Chicano, okay? A very professional lady. But she also gets the cat calls as well, and I hated it. I hate when guys have no respect, have no respect for the dude that's with the hot chick, and they think, oh, look at that douchebag. I'm going to yell at her. Hey, and even worse, when I was at school at Texas Tech University, the athletes, Tony Batie, this son of a bitch, <laughs> Tony Batie, who plays for the Boston Celtics right now on the bus at Texas Tech University, in front of me, I'm holding my wife's hand, and this scumbag walks up to my wife and starts, like, hitting on her and asking for a phone number. And I'm sitting Did there holding her hand. No, he didn't get it. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. I mean, what is it in the mentality? I mean, the guys... Well, really... did you get his autograph then? No. No? Oh. No, he's a scumbag, and he's not worth a damn anyway. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. We're flying blind here. And uh, this is actually going to be half the fun. Let's do this. Unscreened phone calls. Line four, welcome into El Jefe's hideout. Hey, buddy. What's up, brother? Let me be the first to say thank you for getting rid of that sports talk junk. It was so boring. It was on forever last night, and it was on forever today. I got so pissed, I called the main line at JFK and left a message on Cameron's number saying, why is it El Jefe on at 9? This is garbage. (laughs) 
Hey, uh, well, uh, you know, sporting news. But what would you rather have? Uh, no, on it. Would you rather hear replays and sporting news radio and hear hear somebody banter about Sammy Sosa for uh, three straight hours? Replays. <laughs> right, fair enough. But what you guys were just talking about was I did the same thing when I would drive by before, and I didn't when I wouldn't have a girlfriend and you know call. It. All right, he uh, he, he swore there, man. Did he? I missed it. Okay. I was like, see, this is part of the problem, and sorry for the phone call. <laughs> Thank you for telling me. I think I got it. Hopefully. I'm, I'm sitting here reading the instant messages. one <laughs> 800 uh, hideout. But again, it was part of the mentality. Dubs, uh, recap what he was saying. He was saying that he used to do that when uh, he didn't have a girlfriend, but he didn't get to finish the story because I wanted to know if he ever got anything out of it. If he ever got anything out of just yelling at a chick. Have you? And that's the thing, too. Like, I think there's this mentality when you've got chicks, okay, or whenever you're doing cat calls at chicks. By the way, thanks for the phone call, but don't swear, obviously. Um, I think part of the mentality, though, is, all right, 99 out of 100 times I'm going to get shot down. But it's that one. It's that one that if I approach her at the bar, and, and it's even this. Like, I don't, I've never done this, and maybe now that I'm single I may do this. But it's one of those things where if I go to the bar, instead of just saying, hey, baby, do you want to drink? Do you want to dance? Just do you want to F? Yeah. You know, and it, 99 out of 100 times, you're probably going to get slapped. But is it worth it? Is, are the slaps, the 99 slaps worth it for the one time that you actually end up banging? But the one time you're going to end up banging to a chick that will do it for that? You're going to get BD. You're going to get some kind of war. Well, you who, know you are. You don't bareback it. You, you, you sack it up, man. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Welcome into All Hefe Side Out. Uh, welcome into All Hefe Side Out. Hello? Hello. <clears throat> yes, sir. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about Hefe about uh, guys hitting on girls. You're, you're on the air, brother. Go ahead. All right, thanks. Uh, yeah, I've got a girlfriend, actually. I just went out with her uh, this weekend to a bar. And uh, yeah, the same thing. The guys were just hitting on her all the time. I take her to a 7-Eleven and walk in, and the guys hit on her. And I've noticed it's always uh, black guys and Hispanic guys. <laughs> you know what, though? But I'll say this. And, uh, being a Latino and being the most important Latino broadcaster ever, there's something, and I hate to, get, I hate to even go here, but there is something to that. There, there does seem to be something within the cultures, I think, maybe. Now, I, you know what? But I'm going to take this back because I know many a white guy yelled to my, my black ex-wife. But right. There, there does seem to be something, and I'll even say this, even more so in the Latino culture, we're very huggy-kissy. We're yeah. very touchy-feely. We're a very loving, you know, group of people. And... And I think there's something about there's no shame there. What do you what what is it that goes through your mind? And again, keep it keep it clean. What is it that goes through your mind when some douche is hitting on your chick right in front of you? It it doesn't bother you that much. It actually I, I feel like um, uh, that's cool. He's sitting on her, but she's with me. See, but I, I know. In, but I know in the guy's mind, if he talks to her and she like accepts the flirtation, he's thinking, oh, even though it, he's. Even though she's with this guy, she's paying attention to me, so I have a chance at her. Dude, you bring up a great point. I appreciate the phone call, man. And this is the other thing, too. I always used to say this to my ex-wife. Don't talk to guys, especially when you're a hot chick. If you're a hot chick, just don't acknowledge dudes. 
Because dudes think that any hello or any wink or any anything from any chick means, you know what, she wants to bang me. Even if she just says, like, when you're walking in the streets, and this is something I've noticed, you know, walking the streets of Washington, D.C., you don't say hi to each other. And I think in Virginia, there's maybe a little bit more of that. There's a little bit more of a southern mentality. There's a, hey, partner, how you doing? Or, hey, what's going on, man? Or even like a simple nod. You know what I mean? But if you're a, if you're a hot chick walking the streets, you don't nod. You don't say hi, because then the guy's going to start following you and asking you for a number. I, I can relate with that because when I was in middle school, I was the biggest loser in our middle school. And if any girl even, like, you know, kind of acknowledged me and said, you know, like, tried to be nice to me because I was a stinky, uh, stinky ass kid in middle school, too, if she did, may even made, a, like, a little bit hint towards that she was being nice to me, I would have the biggest crush on her. I'd, like, I would go <laughs> fatal attraction style, you know? Dude, dude, we, we're so much alike. We're, yeah, we're very different because I was the exact same way. And I think that has a lot to do with people that that don't have very high self-esteems. Because I'll tell you this, and this was a problem before I met my ex-wife, and now that I'm going to have to deal with it again because I'm divorced, any time a chick talked to me, just like you said, I was like... Well, if she's talking to me, she must want it. You know, not even so much she must want it, but she must like me. And so I could never tell where the, the, the line was, where I'm a friend and I'm just chatting with you and I like hanging out with you, or, hey, I want to bang you. Even taking it so far as this, I'm so afraid of rejection that every time, of course, I thought every chick liked me because she talked to me, but I was so afraid of rejection that I never even asked chicks. Like, I would let chicks go by... Because I was afraid of them saying no. I could never read a chicken whether or not she wanted to bang me. I so wish it was simple enough where a, a, a whore would just come up to me and say, Hefe, I want to bang you. Hefe, I, I, I need it all over my face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hefe, anything. I will do anything to please you. Please finish, you know, anywhere you want to. I, 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 at the bar, on the phone... 1-800-636-1067. It's just too difficult for me to read chicks. Now that I'm divorced, what am I going to do now? I'm going to have to bang, you know, ladies off the request line. I mean, yeah, it's impossible to read a chick. I've never had a chick. Or I've heard all these stories of chicks coming up to guys and just saying, hey, I want you so bad. Let's go Let's go do our thing over, uh, over in a public place. But that's never happened to me. I've never had that kind of uh, relationship. Even with my girlfriend. She, we got in a hotel room tonight, and she still didn't want to bang me. <laughs> Did you get it? Yeah, I got it. Uh, you're, uh, you're, your girlfriend. First time in a while, too. She's pretty cool. Have you not banged her in my apartment? No, not at all. Are you serious? Dubs has been living with me for, what, about about a week and a half now? Yeah. And you've been living with me, you and your girlfriend both. Mm -hmm. And you, you're telling me you no. guys haven't banged in my apartment? Is it out of respect? Not my, not my respect. <laughs> I don't. I don't have that much respect, but my girlfriend does, and she feels really weird doing that. You know, really. But I have punched the con a few times in your shower All right. again. All right, stop, dude. Enough. But I have a problem, man. I get a piercing headache whenever I climax. Now, are you serious? I, I'm feeling so unhealthy lately. My heart starts racing, and my head just starts hurting like hell. You know what it is? What? You need to drink more water. Like legitimately, I think you need to. You, you down pops or sodas. Yeah, or whatever. You down it all the time, dude. You got to start drinking more water. You know what happened? You know would that would that give me a headache when I climax and that's it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Do we have any doctors out there? Is there a doctor in the house? You know what happens to me sometimes is that sometimes my uh, sessions, punching the clown, are so violent 
that uh, it hurts whenever I climax. <laughs> oh, it hurts how? It just like I don't even know if I can. Violent. Like to, I think you can say this. There are no censors here, so I believe you can say to release, to to finish. It, it hurts, and it's not enjoyable it, it, because I'm I, I, I'm punching so hard <laughs> that once I get to that point, you know what I mean? It just, it just hurts, and then it like it hurts the rest of the day. Oh God! One <laughs> um, Speaking of stuff we still have coming up tonight as well, uh, music from the Ghetto Boys, old school Ghetto Boys, man, taking Very you nice. back to high school. Garbage is on the way, and of course we have to do mandatory Manson. Um, I do want to congratulate your girlfriend for getting a job, though. Uh, great job, Mr. President. The joblessness rate is up to uh, the highest it's been in nine years. However, uh, Dubs' girlfriend was able to get a job. Now, and you... Christy Alley still gets uh, commercials. <laughs> do you notice anything missing tonight? No. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you that are regular listeners to the show, um, Spoon is not in this evening. In fact, this is kind of weird because we're, we're flying solo. I mean, absolutely solo. This is this is old school. Like you know, Ben the janitor isn't even here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's you and I in this room entertaining thousands and thousands of people uh, at one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. The funniest thing about this, though, it's like we started out with this big group of people. I mean, we started out. Well, we had like six guys on yeah. the show at first, and um, some inappropriate things happened, and so uh, unfortunately, we had to get rid of two. And, and then and then now all of a sudden uh, Spoon's in jail, <laughs> and, and with Spoon being in jail, it's just you and I. And Johnny Punani has has some sort of event that he has to be at. He's going to be here a little bit later on, probably in about an hour. But it's you and I flying solo, man. On screen phone calls, just just shooting the breeze. The whole thing is, man. The cream rises. The cream rises. <laughs> and that's who we are to the show. Are you, are you saying that we we got rid of the dead weight? We got rid of the grounds. Now we're uh, the the anchors are now uh, we've unhooked we've unhooked the anchors and here we go one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven EJ hideout at yahoo dot com but more importantly we got the instant the AOL for broadband instant message uh, up and it's JFK El Jefe um, that's my screen name and I've gotten a couple of instant messages so far. One saying that they can smell you from their computer, J-Dub. Very nice. Um, and the other one was from a guy, Cheeseface, we'll call him, that's doing a lot of behind-the-scenes help for El Jefe's hideout and getting the word out, uh, so to say. Let's, dude, you know what this reminds me of? The phone, the phone lines are lit up. This reminds me of those days where we used to be at the music station and we would just take calls unsolicited. I want the true J-Dubs to come out now, okay? All right. So here we go. If somebody's a prick... Let them know about it. You're right. live, line two on El Jefe's hideout. You're <laughs> <laughs> sorry, afraid of me. Hey, what's up? Uh, welcome into El Jefe's hideout, 106.7 WJFK FM. Hey, what's up, guys? What up, brother? This is my this is my first time calling. I never heard you guys before. You're pretty funny, though. Thank you, sir. We you gonna play some Ghetto Boys for me or what? Yeah, man, we're gonna do Ghetto Boys coming up this evening. You said we would, you prick. <laughs> There it is. There's J-Dubs coming out. We appreciate the phone call. Um, by the way, with Spoon being gone, um, Spoon actually isn't in jail. And we wanted to, we wanted to keep a bit going. But we, I want to congratulate Spoon. 
Um, Spoon is a usual character. For those of you just now tuning in on the show, he's one of the co-hosts. Usual, usual utensil. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> yeah, he's just the side uh, the side portion of the show. But um, he's on vacation in Hawaii, and I think at some point Spoon is going to call in from Hawaii. But my question is, how does how does a board operator for the Howard Stern show on on 106.7 WJFK raise enough money and get enough vacation time? To go to Hawaii, of all places. Didn't he say his girlfriend paid for most of it? Yeah. I, oh, that's right. That is true. His girlfriend did pay for most of it. What a scumbag. He truly is a scumbag. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. And uh, line, <clears throat> line four. Welcome into All Happy Side Out. God damn. <laughs> Johnny, Are you having trouble with the phones there, man? Yeah, Johnny Punani, get your ass here. Well, Dubs, um... We have arrived. I want to say that you and I have arrived. And I'll tell you, for some people are tuning into the show for the very first time, if you have any questions about what the show is, call up, we'll explain it to you. But from here on out, just accept the fact that the show's on Saturday nights, 10 until 2. El Jefe and J-Dubs, El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK-FM. The reason I'm saying that we have arrived is because we got our first hate mail. Last week was Serial Killer Saturday Night. And with Serial Killer Saturday Night, I had a good time. In fact, I got a lot of rave reviews about Serial Killer Saturday Night. Uh, we, we were doing it actually just about this time with our buddy Shafee uh, from Detroit's home of rock and roll, WRIF, and also from skankshift.com. He came up with three killer games. Um, there was one called Name That Killer, another one called Studio Killer, where you had to guess the fake serial killer, and then there was a third uh, called Who Killed Me. Well, with well, them. There wasn't a whole lot of comedy to it, but it was very, very interesting, yeah? Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. I, we, we have hate mail, and we welcome hate mail, hate calls, whatever. Just bring something to the table and don't swear if you're going to do it. Yeah. So what happened is this guy apparently was so unhappy with Serial Killer Saturday Night that he, he, he sent an email to w 106.7wjfkfm.com is the website. Why don't you log on and see if that is indeed our website? The reason I have no idea if that's our website is because there's nothing there. There's like one contact for email that says if you want to advertise, advertise here. This is where you know send an email to this person. Now hopefully with our new, you know, relationship with AOL uh for broadband, we're going to get the website up and running. But so he ends up sending this email, okay? And, uh, and I could sit here and read you the email, but I had Oddball, uh, the guy that works overnights here at WJFKFM, I had him read the email. So here is the email, and um, Dubs, we have officially arrived. Hi there, Miss Combs. I'm a 28-year-old with an admittedly twisted sense of humor. I'm also one that does not really think censorship is a good thing and believes that if no one listens, those programs will go off the air in good time. I have never been moved to write any letter like this before until I heard WJFK's programming on Serial Killer Saturday at 10.30 p.m. It was not up to WJFK standards of programming. It was not even attempting to be funny. It just glorified serial killers. It sucked, and it was generally offensive. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox now. I don't know if you are the correct person to send this to or not. But if not, please pass it along to the appropriate people. If this is a trial period for a possible new show, please spare us. Please feel free to write back with any questions. All right, I have one initial question. Why are you such a dick? Also, uh, how did it feel when your dad raped you? Oh, come on. <laughs> 
You can't say that. Why? No one knows who he is. All right, that's true. But here's here's my point, man. I mean, like, legitimately, here's my point. I hate people that would write a letter to our boss. Now, it ends up he sent this email to, like, the head of sales. You know what I mean? And Cam Cameron gives me the email. He's like, this is cool. <laughs> and he laughs about it. But if you're going to bitch and complain, I mean... Why would you go and, first of all, take the time to write a letter? The fact that you sat down and took time out of your stupid, sorry-ass life to write a letter. We won. Yeah, we did win. You just acknowledged us. And that's all we really want in life is for you to love us. In fact, I'll admit this. Love me, Daddy. Love me, Daddy. Uh, Howard says it all the time, and I think that's part of the driving force as to why he is who he is. And that really is the driving force as to why I, who I am, uh, because I need my daddy to love me. And I need him. No, not in that way. Come on. But I, need him. I just got that smile on my face. I need him to accept me, so I want attention. And all this email does is gives us, gives us the attention that we want. You know what I mean? We want you to be angry. We want you to be happy. We want you to something. We want you to feel. Now, the other thing that upsets me about this email is that he, fa he says it's not up to JFK's standards. <laughs> what are the standards of this station? Man, I, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know we weren't living up to the standards of some uh, tummy tuck commercial, you know? Or, or anal ring toss. <laughs> this is the stage of an anal ring toss, male fake uh, O word, you know, fake climaxing. You know what I mean? Donna Mike said it, and they put it perfectly. This is garbage radio. You know, and Serial Killer Saturday Night, if nothing else, it taught you something. We taught you how to not be killed by a serial killer. And I hate to tell you this, but it's not a trial period. The trial's over. We won. And so this show's on, and you got to get used to it. But I do want to thank you for being our very first hate mail. Yeah, you son of a bitch. And I'm sure we're going to get more hate mail. And I tell you what, even more so than that, this letter, this email, is going to be the subject of the autographed item of the week. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Every week, J-Dubs and I and Spoon give away... Something that we have autographed. Last weekend, it was a pair of my wife's panties. The weekend before that, we gave away autographed moon pie wrappers. You, right now, call her 16 at 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Or how about this? Even the first person to instant message me at JFK El Jefe on AOL for Broadband wins the autographed item of the week. First In the one. meantime, I want you to know. I want you to completely grasp what this show is about. Are you ready for what this show is about? This show is about this song. And this song perfectly explains what the show is. Actually, I just got on uh, WJFK.com. It's 1067WJFK.com. And it went to some old lady and some guy. Right here, look. What is that? Uh, those are the pictures that came up. Dude, that's not some guy. That's Buzz. Oh, that's hey, Buzz. <laughs> that's what's going on, guy? <laughs> I've never seen him before. I think I've seen him walking around here. Yeah, uh, but that's like the only thing that's on there. So call Oh, wait, there's another picture of Lace. Yeah, that was from something that uh, the Don and Mike did earlier. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. The autographed item of the week. We're giving it away right now, my friends. This is not mandatory, Manson, but this song perfectly explains what this show is about. Hit it, my friend. Are you ready? For Man Manson, Marilyn Manson, the name of the song, it's off of the golden age of grotesque. This is the New West. This show is the New West. This show 
is explained by Marilyn Manson perfectly right here. Track two on the new album, El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Call now to win the autographed item of the week. Son of a bitch. 
Let us entertain you. This is the new S. El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK, Marilyn Manson from the Golden Age of Grotesque. Track two on the what is probably the best album since Antichrist Superstar. Andrew. Yes. Hey, man, congratulations. You are the winner of the autographed item of the week, my friend. Um, and what may that be? Uh, the autographed item of the week is this. It is the first hate mail ever in the history of El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Which station gives you the best stuff, man? Uh, 106.7 WJFK, my friend. Entertaining more men than DuPont Circle. Okay, just don't get it in my eye. El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Do you think he knows that he's getting our autographs? <laughs> he seems like he's a fan. Did he? I right. was wondering if we were taking over the 11 o'clock hour. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm not going to say. I, I told them to, to tune in at 11. You, there's, you know, we've been, run, we've been running these promos uh, for two weeks now. And, in fact, Monday morning, uh, something big is happening here at 106.7 WJFK. Uh, live programming during the 11 o'clock hour. Um, and, you know, what? i got to say something. Now is a very exciting time to be at this radio station. Because, I mean, not only... There's a lot of changes going on, I guess. And we were actually part of the new the new change. You know what I mean? I mean, this station used to be, it was a, it was a two-trick pony. You know, it was Howard Stern and it was Don and Mike. And uh, now Ron and Fez are stepping up to the plate. Uh, Bill O'Reilly's coming around. You got El Jefe's hideout on the weekend. You got NASCAR. You got Redskins, you know. And, um, you know, we heard the Sporting News Network this weekend as well. This station is becoming a seven-day-a-week station. And this is for you, ladies and gentlemen. Again, congratulations to Andrew. Andrew, we're going to send you the autographed item of the week. Okay? 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. J-Dubs, where do you stand on privacy? Privacy. Um, I'm a big... I'm, I'm very, very... I'm a very private person. Mm-hmm. With some things, but some things I just let flop out there, you know. Well, I mean, we're on I mean, the we're on the radio. We yeah. do let things go. I I mean, legally, I think privacy is one of the top concerns here because once you lose that, you're losing a whole lot more rights, you know. Yeah, no, completely. And what we're talking about, and I don't know if anybody has heard about this, and you know, I was afraid that some people were going to talk about this during the week, but it didn't get much run during the week. The Pentagon ladies and gentlemen, is working on a new project. Um, this project, quite frankly, to me, sounds an awful lot like Big Brother. Oh, yeah. I mean, an awful lot like Big Brother. Uh, the, they're developing a digital super diary that records heartbeats, travel, Internet chats, every single thing a person does. And uh, it could also provide companies with powerful software to analyze behavior. Now, here's how it breaks down. They're trying to capture one person's experience and interactions through the world through a camera. Through a camera, through microphones, through sensors, all worn by one person. They're what, calling this the life log. What is this supposed to uh, do? What, how is this supposed to help anybody? They say that it's supposed to capture and analyze the multimedia record of uh, everywhere a subject goes, anything she sees, anything she hears, reads, says, or touches. Who gives a damn? See, I, I don't care what some some low life degenerate does, sees, or touches. 
But th- that's it. They say the goal is to create breakthrough software that will be able to find meaningful patterns in a timetable um, to infer the user's routines, habits, relationships with other people, organization, places, and objects. All of this according to the Pentagon. Basically, what it is is they want to they want to see everything it is that you are doing in your life, the way you react to sitting in traffic, the way you chat online, the way you purchase things, and they want to see what it's like to... Honestly, they want to see what it's like to be a human being, it seems. So would they see me, like, punching the clown to short circuit, too? <laughs> well, would they would they see that kind of thing? Would they see, like, you having sex? Would they see you uh, punching the clown? Would they see that kind of thing? They say the LifeLog uh, user could decide when to turn off the sensors, when to have them on, and when to share the data. Okay? Right, here, this is actually in-depth. All right, here it goes. I hate to read on the radio, but let me explain... The Pentagon is working on this, and I think you, as an American, as a citizen, should know that they are creating software to follow every single thing you're doing. Now, mind, they, they say that this is optional, and I'm going to believe them right now. Well, yeah, but right now I believe it's optional. There's no reason to think that they're, you know, that they're not you know, going to uh, say when you can and can't do this. Cameras and microphones would capture what the user sees or hears. Sensors will record what, she, what he or she feels. Global positioning satellite sensors would log every movement. Biomedical sensors would monitor vital signs. Emails, instant messages, JFK El Jefe on AOL for broadband. <laughs> um, web-based transactions, telephone calls, 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067, and voicemails would all be stored. Mail and faxes would be scanned. Here's the thing. Links to every radio station and television broadcast heard and every newspaper, magazine, book, website, database scene would be recorded. Breakthrough software would automatically produce an electronic diary that organizes the data into quote-unquote episodes of the user's life. That makes me feel really uncomfortable. Does this, I mean, I know it makes you feel uncomfortable. Does this scare you, Washington, D.C.? Knowing that at the Pentagon, they're developing this stuff right now. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Now, I think part of this, I think one of the greatest jobs to have would be the person that's, like, logging all that. Oh, yeah. That would be great. You know there's going to be some douche in the control room that, that, that sees all this happening for all this specific person. Let's say you had a life log. Okay? Yeah. You've got a life log. The life log is there for you. You're the douche that's, that's logging all of this information, okay? Who would you want to follow? If Anybody. You, if, you, if you had your choice of anyone in the world, is there anyone specific that you would want to follow. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Line 3, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. Hey, buddy. What's up, brother? What I don't understand is they say, what is it for? They say they're going to collect all this data and everything. Yeah, I don't get it either. What 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 exactly is the purpose? What research are they doing it for? I mean, I don't understand if they need for research in this, but what data are they going to be using this for? Well, they now this is according to the Pentagon that they're using some of it for like the military, like they want to record what it's like for like a GI to go into like boot camp and what it's like for a GI to go through boot camp and to, to go through the everyday life of but being a soldier. Pentagon, didn't you have to go through the military first? See, I don't understand because they just want to see what it's like to be a human being. I, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I don't get it. 
Yeah, I don't get what kind of pertinent information you'd get out of it. But they say that we're, we're now. It would be even more disturbing if we heard about this, like on the Art Bell show or something like conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And actually, you know what? Probably they've been talking about this before, but it's declassified, and that's why we have it. All this information is declassified because they want to use it in the private sector. Now, the thing that gets me is that they can monitor radio and television broadcasts and what you do. I see this as the future for advertising. I think that this is going to be used for advertising purposes. Because let's say that you had, all right, example, WJFK targets, uh, let's say, a 32-year-old male, okay? Mm -hmm. Probably a 32-year-old white male living in Chantilly, all right? And there are probably a number of them listening right now to El Jefe's hideout. By the way, you have a Mexican friend. Congratulations. Uh, but what the, I think what advertisers would want to do or marketing companies is ask this guy, hey, would you, would you take part in the life log so that we could see what you do as a 32-year-old white man living in suburban Washington, D.C.? That way, if we can log your life, we can see everything you do. Did you see the movie Minority Report? Yes, I did. I think it's going to be to that point. Remember how you would walk past the uh, billboards and the billboards would automatically oh. change to you? Oh, yeah. And, like, they'd walk into places like the Gap and they'd already know your name and, like, say, you know, how, how did those slacks work out for you? Yeah, are you, you know? up to a size 32 now? You know, one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. 636 Again, we're flying blind uh, without the, the, uh, the, the phone screeners. But, I mean, this does... This does scare me a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, and the reason I think it scares me the most is because that's just a lot of information on one, for, for the government to have on just one single person. And it's not even the government. It's waste too much information for anybody to have about a person. Now, how would this work? How, how, would they, how small are these cameras? And how... It doesn't. Ha I mean, it doesn't get. I was on AOL for broadband, and I got this, I got this story off of there. I mean, it didn't go that in depth. I could have done more research. But I was too busy uh, thinking up fart jokes uh, for the show <laughs> later on tonight in Dale Earnhardt bits. Uh, line four, welcome into all half a side out on 106.7 WJFK FM. Hi. What's up, brother? Not much. I just wanted to talk to the guys, tell them I enjoyed the show. Oh, thank you. We're well, on the air right now, bro. Oh, really? Mm hmm. Well, I wanted to tell you that uh, Don and Mike is your program director, right? No, actually, it's Cameron Gray. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, that call's going nowhere. I could tell that guy was going to be trouble. <laughs> Welcome into All Half Ace Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Here, right now. How you doing? What's up, bro? Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, I'm you know, a little nervous about the whole uh, yeah, keeping an eye on things or watching the Internet usage and things like that. It's, it's getting harder to order things like uh, feminized pot seeds and, you know, all that good stuff everybody needs out in suburbs. Is this food? <laughs> yeah, I think that's food calling for Joe. I think I understand what you're trying to say, though. Thank you for the phone call. Going back to my question that I asked you earlier, Dubs, if you could follow any person in the world with their life log, who would it be? I want. I would really like to follow President Bush and just see if he is like. I'm not going to call him an idiot. No, no, you because can't. because but he's not that that high speaker that we're norm that we're he's used got, to as he's a gotten president. better. Yeah, he's gotten a lot better from when he first started. But I just just like to see what kind of because you know he's still doing presidential training almost. You know, he's he's got people prepping him every day. I'd like to see just what kind of stuff that guy has to go through. Well now I, I would honestly like to follow like the homeless person that sits underneath the Silver Spring Metro. 
I would like to see what it's like to be in the day of a life of a homeless person. That's that's very interesting too. But all you'd see is him standing like in the median with a sign asking for your quarters as you drive by. But see, you know what I want to know about that guy is if this, once he collects all that those quarters, what does he do with them? Does he get in his Beamer and does he drive out to his nice place in Northern Virginia? You know what I mean? I I want to see that. You know who else I'd love to follow? Who I think to me this guy fascinates me, and I know he's probably going to be here in forty five minutes. Johnny Punani. Yeah. John, I'd be interesting. Johnny Punani is what, a 30... He has to be 39, 38? 38, 39-year-old guy. He works here. He's uh, doing something else right now, and he's going to be here a little bit later on. But he's like... he's When you look at Johnny Punani, he's like the, the, the creepy dude. You know, he's got the Velcro shoes and the thick glasses and the wrinkled shirts, looking a little bit like Drew Carey. And I wonder what it's like for him in his everyday life. Yeah, I wonder what he does. Is he a lonely guy? And if not, I want to see the chicks that, like, Johnny Punani is banging. I mean, this really, when it comes down to it, is the ultimate in reality entertainment. This is how do you get this job at the Pentagon. I'm not going to pass security clearance. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Line one, you're on the air. Line four, you're on the air. I'd like to follow the day of life of a shuck chuck. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, you prick. You son of a bitch. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because um, this last Thursday, I decided that I was going to record a day in the life of what it's like to be the most important Latino broadcaster ever. Thank you. I followed myself with a microphone all day long. Now, unfortunately, all you're going to get is the audio from this. But I followed my life Thursday from the time I woke up in the morning to the time I went to bed. And um, some of it's interesting. It's going to open your eyes a little bit to what it's like to be a shock jock. You know? God damn, that call couldn't have been any better to set this up. Um, the thing I'm wondering is how many schizophrenics out there are sitting there just their minds are working. Remember when we had all the schizophrenic friends back in Michigan mm -hmm. and how scared they would get when we brought up anything kind of uh, government-like? And conspiracy-wise, and they all thought, they all thought that this stuff was going on. And we, you're stupid. You're a schizophrenic. Take your medicine, douche. You know? But uh, the stuff is really being worked out. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you're ready for this. I don't know if you're ready for what it's like to follow in my footsteps. And, Dubs, we're just going to play this. Whenever you want me to pause the tape, just tell me to pause the all tape, right. and we'll pause it. And you haven't heard this yet. This no, is, not at all. This is new to you. But, um, and the reason, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say this is going to be funny, but I'm going to say that this this is compelling because we are a voyeuristic society. Compelling. It is. It, following me. Believe it or not, there are some pricks out there that love me. And already, after six shows, love this show, and know that Saturday night from 10 to 2... They're going to sit at home, because they probably were anyway, and listen to El Jefe's hideout. They want to know what it's like to be me. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Welcome to El Jefe's Life, Jefe's Life Log on 106.7 WJFK. 825. Rolled out of bed about, I don't know, three minutes ago. And like any red-blooded American, man... First thing I do is hop on the toilet and start uh, relieving myself of all nasty waste. It's going to be a big day today. Can't wait. 8.39. Mike getting a good ex-husband. I'm taking my ex-wife to work. Hopefully it'll pay out in the long run with a little oral. All right, it's 9.17. Just dropped off my ex-wife at work. 
goddamn Tremspaw commercials on. God bless him, but Cappy's the worst reader in the world. Uh, so I'm kind of torn. Dubs is at the Marriott working, and I really need to punch the clown. And so on the ride back to my apartment, I'm going to debate whether or not it's like the creepiest thing ever to punch the clown. First of all, do you punch the clown before or after you work out? Because i got to go work out at Gold's Gym in downtown Silver Spring. But secondly, is it is it a creepy thing to punch the clown while his girlfriend is in the living room? You bastard. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you punch the clown with my girlfriend in the other room? Well, hold on a second. We're following El Jefe's life log. And this is, again, we've been through three recorded sessions so far. This life log's going to get your ass kicked, my friend. And so this is the thing. I'm wondering whether or not it's appropriate on the drive home if I should punch the clown. No, it's not. I'll answer that for you right now. If you have called me, I'll have told you. No. Are you serious? <laughs> Hell yeah, I am. Wait, but why, why would you be so upset? If your girlfriend is in the living room, I'm being kind enough to let you guys live with me. We gave you a TV. And that, you know what? With that, I appreciate. Because now I can move my bigger TV into the bedroom so I can punch the cloud in there with, like, a bigger screen and louder and wider and everything like that. So, I mean, here it is. We're going to find out. I don't mind if I'm in the other room, but if my girlfriend's in the other room, what room did you do? In your room? Yeah, I was in my room. At least you didn't do, like, down the Illinois where she could slip on it or something. <laughs> Hammy. <laughs> 1-800-636-1066. Screw it. We don't need your phone calls. We're entertaining ourselves here. All right, so uh, hold on a second. Let me back it up. <clears throat> so here it is. El Jefe's life log is in the living room. And I wonder if she'd help me. Uh, stay tuned to find out. That's the one thing about your girlfriend, man. She is juicy. Mm. <laughs> splat, splat. It's 10.23. I call this segment Poo 2. I am uh, once again in the restroom, relieving myself of uh, human bodily waste. Twice in one day, And um, the first one of the day is usually a false alarm. This is, this is the biggie. This is the one that uh, helps get me clear for uh, working out. I'm just now about to go work out. Still haven't decided yet whether or not I should... Um, punch the clown before or after my workout but we will find out now may be a good time because dub's girlfriend went for a run i wanted the creepy factor to be there doing it while she was here but this may make me feel a little bit better about myself so we'll see what happens all right screw it now's as good a time as any it's 10:33. i've got in star 69 number 17 one of the johnny punani uh porno films that he left up at the studio last weekend <laughs> after the serial killer saturday night let me, let me say something about Johnny Punani's porn. That guy's a genius. Yeah. Last week during Serial Killer Saturday Night, the stakes were our individual pornography, and uh, Spoon ended up being the serial killer king, but he gets laid enough. He impregnates enough women, so he just left it here. I think he was trying to he, act too cool yeah, like he, he didn't need it. He talks so much smack. You know, the other thing about that douche, too, is that he said, I don't need pornography. I, the only thing that I have that's almost like pornography is Girls Gone Wild. So I don't even need pornography. You know, you guys can take it. And so you're goddamn right I took it, and I'm chafing. <laughs> it was a good it was a good week, man. It was a very good week. Are you that. really chafing? I'm, I'm Are you pretty close? I'm raw. Wow. Yeah, I'm raw. Only time I've ever been raw is when I did it with dish soap. 
seriously, don't do it with dish soap because there's detergent in there. Uh, any, any 14-year-old kid sitting around, mark that on your calendar. No dish soap. You know what else not to do it with? What? Toothpaste. <laughs> you toothpaste. <laughs> That's what was going through your head? I don't know. DuckTales was on in the background. I just discovered this punching the clown thing. I saw the toothpaste. It burned like a mother effort. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Come on. We're with the life log here. We're trying to find out whether or not I'm going to punch the clown with your girlfriend there. Okay. okay. 106.7 WJFKFM, El Jefe's hideout. This is El Jefe's life log. Saturday night. I've got my tissue. I've got everything I think I need. I'm standing in this corner. A hand. <laughs> in the other corner. Coming in at... Maybe five inches on a good day. It's time to punch the clown, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ten fifty-one. That was a triple tissue affair. Hefe feels good. Uh, nice and uh, uh, nice to be victorious when you punch the clown. You want to win every single time. Nobody likes a letdown, even if it was a TKO like today. It's still a W. It goes under that W column. Feel good. Got everything done before uh, Dubs' girlfriend got back. <laughs> and uh, now I'm ready for my uh, my good workout over at Gold's Gym in downtown Silver Spring. Feeling nice. Feeling good. Everything's been flushed. Everything's been cleaned up. Time to put on the Under Armour and head there. <laughs> Now, here's the thing. I don't know if you realize how much time elapsed. It was about 18 minutes that elapsed while I was, you know, taking care of myself. 18 minutes? Iron Man? <laughs> That's the only time I could last. But you know what it was? Quite honestly, I had my mini displayer sitting next to me on the bed. I had performance anxiety. With your mini displayer? You're afraid of your mini displayer watching? No, I just... There was this pressure to perform. And, like, I've got this whole new respect for... People in porn, porn stars. Well, at least the guys. I always wondered how they perform, and like a lot of times, how they finish, like on cue. Oh, that that is amazing. I don't. I could never do that. No. You know what I mean? But so, I mean, just it took me forever. It was like whipping a wet noodle. You know, <laughs> for the longest at first. You had to try. You had to, you had to play foreplay with yourself. <laughs> I, had to, I had to get myself stimulated. <laughs> One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Spoon's on the line. Spoon. <laughs> God damn, Spoon. Hey man, what's up, dude? Welcome into El Jefe's hideout. How's jail? <laughs> what? <laughs> How's jail? You're using your one oh, phone man, call to, to call us. What'd you say? You're using your one phone call from jail to call the show? That's awesome, one, man. One phone call to call El Jefe since you got all the money, man. How are you, hey. bro? Well, I'm fine. How's the weather there, guys? You suck. You're a son of a bitch. Those, <laughs> those of you regular listeners to El Jefe's Hideout, Spoon is one of our sidekicks. He's one of our main guys, and he went on vacation. We, we were actually talking about how you ended up in Hawaii. 
Um, we're actually, Why is that? Well, you're a board operator for the Howard Stern Show. How do you afford to go on vacation? Bro, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, what do I mean? You know I got a generous, generous girlfriends, plural. You're such a gigolo. Uh, friends? Treat plural? me as long as I treat them. <laughs> you're such a gigolo. <laughs> like you're some treat. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine throwing down all that money to go to Hawaii and, like, you have anyone to take with you because you got two tickets and you take spoon off people? <laughs> Hey, man, we're actually in the middle of a bit right now. Uh, how is it there on the beach? Oh, man, it's awesome, dude. It's beautiful out here. I'm just trying to find a good way to uh, off my girlfriend. <laughs> we're, like, fighting the whole way down, dude. I'm like, I'm trying to enjoy my vacation here. Why? Well, you should be kissing her ass if she's taking you to Hawaii. How, how, yeah, how do, I should be. How do you fight with a chick that's taking you to Hawaii, dude? Oh, man, you know these forms you got to fill out to declare, you know, like, any vegetation you're bringing on the island? Uh -oh. like, any live animals? Well, one side of it... Did she put you down? <laughs> What'd you say? Did she put you down as a live animal <laughs> or a vegetation? <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, one side is mandatory. The other side is not mandatory. We we got over a fight over which side was which of the application. Oh, jeez. So. You know, and it's so easy to fight with you. <laughs> they're just, oh, man. They're just, yeah. well, well, hey, man, we're, you know what? Um, hold on. I'll let y'all go, dude. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Maybe we will call you later on in the show. we got to get back to our bit. We're following El Jefe's life log, all right? All right, have a good one. Hey, we miss you, bro. All right, bro. Later, Spoon. Don't drop Peace. the soap. <laughs> all right, I tell you what, we, we've gone an hour of commercial-free radio. I know everybody's compelled by El Jefe's life log. Let's take a break. We've got to get caught up on spots. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to continue El Jefe's life log. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. If you want to comment on anything we've done so far, AOL for broadband users, uh, JFK El Jefe uh, is my screen name, and I'm getting instant messages all the time. We'll get caught up on instant messages. We'll get caught up on email. We'll get caught up on uh, El Jefe's life log. All after this, El Jefe's hideout, 106.7, um, WJFK. And um, I'm not ready. This is El Jefe's Hideout. People that half-ass listen to shows deserve to get in car accidents and die on the Beltway. This is El Jefe's Hideout. There's an NFL blanket, and right on the Giants, you'll see a little bit of me. No! You did not punch the clown on my blanket. Sorry, man. No! This is El Jefe's Hideout. And normally, there's nothing really wrong with nail salons, and there's nothing wrong with this. But you know, there's the big SARS scare, and you see a bunch of Asian people with masks on, and you think... <laughs> Let's roll. 106.7 WJFK. This is El Jefe's Hideout. And welcome back into El Jefe's Hideout. Uh, 106.7 WJFK. El Jefe and J-Dubs hanging out with you this evening. In the middle of what we call El Jefe's Life Log. Um, we've been documenting my life and what happened during my life uh, on Thursday. Um, Thursday, this past Thursday of the week. The reason we're doing that is because the Pentagon has come up with what they're terming the life log, where they can track every single thing that you do. Everything you touch, you smell, you taste through sensors, uh, electronic monitors, microphones, cameras. The, the, the government is working on stuff to track you, and it's legitimate. I would, I would love to see what this looks like, you know? But um, in the middle of my life log so far, we've gone through my life. We're about through the 10 o'clock hour uh, that morning. And 
pretty much the only highlight of my life is punching the clown. And when I did punch the clown, I did it with your girlfriend, not in the room. But you and I were talking about uh, different things that we have used as lubricants. Yeah. And I mentioned toothpaste. I mentioned uh, uh, dishwashing detergent, and it, it just totally chafed because of the deter- detergent in it. Now, you right there on line one, buddy. Uh, welcome into All Half A Side Out. What, what are some of the uh, things that you've used as a lubricant? Uh, well, you don't ever want to use uh, motor oil. Uh, motor oil is terrible. <laughs> what does it do to you? What's that? What does it do to you cleanly? Well, it uh, I, I, it, you know, like when you're in the bathtub for like hours, uh-huh. and you get like the the prune thing going on. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, yeah, you... and, and it's it's bad because it lasts for like a week. Now, how do you... oh my oh, god, man. how do you get to the point where you're sitting there? Like when I used the toothpaste, I was a little kid. I had just discovered punching the clown. I was watching DuckTales. I went into the bathroom. I saw the toothpaste. I had this there, and so I used the toothpaste. What is it? similar. It's another DuckTales story. <laughs> <laughs> it always is. That damn show's dangerous. Um, what is it? Wh- how did you even say, hey, look, there's motor oil. Uh, uh, let me use motor oil. Well, uh, my dad, uh, I, was, I was younger. My dad was explaining to me how, uh, how motor oil... And, you know, lubricate the car, and uh, and I was kind of like, hey, I, I could I could use some lubricant and uh, lube, lube the piston, yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah, and uh, oh, um, marshmallow cream doesn't work either. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Thanks for the phone call, man. Unless you're like, yeah. thanks for holding. You know, that's something too. I hate involving food. With uh, with my sexual experiences, it just doesn't work out. One thing I, I've I've done a lot of different things and tried a lot of different things to get the real feel while you're uh, simulating. Uh-huh. And one time, actually more than one time, <laughs> actually it works quite well. So if you're taking notes out there, do this: get one of those big Ziploc bags, like the big ones, the huge ones. Uh oh. Fill it with warm water. Now hold on a second. Don't do this. Because this could be, there should be some liability issues. This is something that Dubs did. Yeah, I mean, okay. it, 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 it wasn't dangerous for me, but it might be dangerous for you. Okay, cover, uh, cover our ass. Yeah. Fill it with water, warm water. Uh-huh. Don't fill it all the way so you can fold it in half. Put it in between a, like, uh, like your, uh, your couch cushions. And then you're, you're on your knees and it feels, it simulates quite well. Just something for you. You know what? It's so funny you say that. Uh, as a little kid, I humped the couch. <laughs> oh. And don't you even laugh, man. Because obviously you did too, but you, oh. took, you took it one step further getting the Ziploc baggie with the warm water. I, I was a thinker, man. I thought on my feet. I'm like, you know, how would I... And this was before I ever got laid. How could I get the real feel, even though I don't know what the real feel is? You know, and you'll, you'll use anything. I remember using the tube from toilet paper. And like really, but I was too small. <laughs> I tried, to, I tried to use the tube of a Jergens bottle, but I think it got stuck there for a second. I can't remember. Oh man, uh, yeah, I was too small, and that was actually, you know what? It's so funny because I first tried the roll of the toilet paper, and um, because. I was too small and it didn't work. That's when I went to the toothpaste. Oh, really? To try to, uh, you know, punch the clown. <laughs> what kind of toothpaste was it? 
Crest. Crest. Always Crest. <laughs> was it gel or the uh, white? No, it was, uh, it was, um, I want to say that it was the, uh, the it wasn't the gel, but the it white, wasn't the white one. It the was, white, red, and green one with the little yeah, stripes in it? something like that. Um, Very good. By the way, JFK uh, El Jefe is my AOL for broadband instant message. And uh, somebody just, you know, just, you know, instant message us and said that they love the show, and we do appreciate that. Um, 1-800-636-1067, You know, Cameron says that he doesn't like taking the unscreening phone calls because they sound like crap, but if people are calling the show, we got to take them because, you know, there's no phone screener here. Let's do it. Line two, welcome into El Jefe's hideout. Hey, that's enough, Spain. He was thinking off of his feet. <laughs> I was thinking about my knees. <laughs> hey, uh, line three, you're on the air with El Jefe side out. Hey, guys. What's up, brother? Just give you a little hint. Uh, when, when I was 13, I just want everyone to let everyone know, never use Crisco, the, the, the white grease in the you, big blue jar. You know, I've heard I've heard a couple people. What, what was your experience with Crisco? It became, after I was done, it became such a film that it was <laughs> difficult to clean up. And, and then, my, my leave-ins had gotten onto it, and it's a mess. Okay, all right, thank you. That's the same thing with Vaseline. I don't know who came up with that was the best lubricant, because that's what I always heard growing up. No, like, you get in the shower and you get water bubbles. No, completely. Yeah, yeah man. You're learning something with El Jefe's hideout. Uh, 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. And, you know, again, completely right, going back to the Crisco, what would you know what, you know, the completed, you know, finished product is, and then what's the Crisco? And then, you know, if you're poor, you know, you don't want to waste the Crisco. You just put it back in the jar. <laughs> or you just throw it right in the pan where you're cooking a burger. Yeah. It's time to fry up some bologna. <laughs> Oh, man. Line one, you're on the air with El Jefe's hideout on WJFK FM. Hello. <sighs> Line three, welcome into El Jefe's hideout. You hear, just like Donna Mike say, you hear that little shh, you're on the air. Go ahead. God damn. All right. Well, it worked out. Maybe, maybe Cameron is right. Sounds like crap. Well, it worked for two, and I thought we were on a roll two for two. Line four. I hear him uh, rustling around. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You're on the air with El Jefe and J-Dubs. I'm on the air with El Jefe. Yes, go ahead. Oh my and J Dub. Awesome. What's up, honey? Hey. At the dump out. I don't know if he wants his full name on the air. So, anyway, we don't even worry about that. All right, enough for the screen phone calls. You know what? Let's get back to El Jefe's life log. We got okay. we got sidetracked for a second talking about all the different lubricants you use to uh, to punch the clown. But let's get back to when uh, El Jefe's life log again. The Pentagon has created software, and they're developing software to track every single thing that you do. So I myself decided to track my life, and this is my life on Thursday. And so far, I've woken up, I've uh, been on the pot twice, you know, sat on the toilet twice, took my ex-wife to work, and I punched the clown. All right? Moving on to El, uh, through El Jefe's life. All right, it's 11-12 in the morning still. Walking up to the Gold's Gym in downtown Silver Spring on Colesville. Trying to get my daily workout in. I've lost 60 pounds so far. And uh, the last thing I want to do is be one of those fat radio guys. 
God damn it, I'm an entertainer, as you can tell, and I'm looking to use WJFK as a as a nice means, synergy, synergy, to get to television through Viacom. So I uh, got to get that weight down, got to continue to look good, and uh, it's good times, good times. Here we go with the workout. It's leg day, too. Leg day sucks. Got to get those squats in, baby. Got to shape that ass. Shape it, shape it. 11.36. Just got done running for 10 minutes. Got in more than a mile. Got the heart rate up to 160. It's time to hit the squats. 12.02. Back in my car. Uh, leaving the gym. And uh, great workout. Time to get home, refill my body with a nice protein shake. The big question is, do I do what I've been doing for the last two days, every day this week since I got Johnny Punani and J-Dubs' his porn? Do I punch the clown again? I don't know. I'm starting to chafe. And, you know, and again, like, because it's, it's one of those things, whenever I get brand new porn, I, I have to watch it. And I constantly, I, I love to see... Like, like who's where, and like fast forward before I even begin to punch the clown. I, I like to get organized and plot. You know, like all right, this scene looks like it's going to be good for me. I got to log this. Let me write down this time because I know that at that time that would be a good time to finish. And with like all this plethora of new pornography, twice a day, man. I, it, really, it's, I, twice a day. I'm like that a lot of times with new porn too. Mm-hmm. But I like, I do it like twice a day to the same scene because I find a really good scene and I, I can't go past that scene because yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it'll be as good as that the rest of the way through. Well, well, you know what though? I think that's a difference in us in that I will I will purposely fast forward and try to move on because it's, it's one of those things it's, it's very American of me that I, I want to see if there's something better. You know, this scene is good and I'm pretty sure I could finish to this scene you know, there may be something better later on. And that's how I end up in those violent situations. <laughs> I, don't, I, I still don't understand punching the clown violently. It, I don't understand it, how that's possible. I, 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 there's such a buildup and there's such a oomph that once I complete, it, it hurts. The actual act of completing hurts. And um, That's unhealthy. Well, you're the one that's having migraine headaches when you're finishing. But it's not anything I'm doing wrong. I'm not like violently punching myself in the nose while I'm <laughs> while I'm punching my clown. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. That could be fun too. El <laughs> <laughs> Happy's live vlog 106.7 WJFK. All right, let's go. God damn, my life is boring. It's 2:07. I've uh, eaten, refueled since my workout. I've actually been watching the Texas Rangers play the Atlanta Braves in the day ESPN baseball game and doing some uh, some show prep for El Jefe's hideout. I guess it's time to hop in the shower and uh, head toward WJFK-FM for my big meeting with Alan Lindwan, general manager, Cameron Gray, operations manager, and uh, the bigwig for DC Infinity Broadcasting, Michael Hughes. I don't know if they're going to let me tape the meeting, but... Um, I'll definitely uh, have something to say before and after that meeting coming up next, and I'll have Faze Hideout. You see that? I'm always teasing. Yeah, you're always selling. I'm always selling. Stay tuned. Coming Like, even when I'm, like, recording this for myself, I'm like, my life's so interesting. Stay tuned, because coming up later on in my life, you know? Time to hop in the shower. <clears throat> Maybe even poo again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 2.27. Time to shower and shave. Uh, again... Poo number three. 
I have a feeling that this is going to be a false alarm. I got to sit here and I got to I got to shower and then I got to lather up and then I got to shave and then I got to get dressed to have my meeting with Michael Hughes and Alan Linewand and Cameron Gray with Dubs. God, I hope Dubs doesn't stink to <laughs> I did. <laughs> you know what? Though? I'll give it to you. You didn't stink the day of the meeting. No, I didn't. It was yesterday. Is Cameron still here? I'd love to know if Cameron smelled you yesterday. I'm sure he did. I don't know how he couldn't have. Do you, how, I just don't understand how somebody can stink like that, man. Dude, I told you. I dropped my drawers. Okay. Well, how many pairs of underwear do you own? I own four of them. That's it. <laughs> Mom, how do you have four pairs of underwear, man? Do you know that I have, like, 37 pairs of underwear? I legitimately have 37 pairs. Well, good for you. Let me borrow some. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, so your ass doesn't stink all the time, man. you got to be kidding me. You have four pairs of underwear? Oh, yeah, four pairs and a couple of them have big holes right in the oh, back. Oh, my God. You're such a dirtball. I know, man. I'm not, I'm not denying it. You're, you're just preaching to the choir here. I know I'm a dirtball. I know you gave me a television because you've been living at my apartment. Take the television, pawn it off, get 100 bucks, go to Walmart, and buy some underwear. I'm begging you. You can't stink. I dealt with now, you. I dealt with you stinking at our last radio station. You can't stink. We're in market eight. We're in the big leagues. This is major league radio. You can't stink on major league radio. Why not? It's my shtick. <laughs> my shtick is the stink. Now, should I buy the uh, tidy whities or the boxers or tidy the boxer whities. briefs? Tidy whities. Really? Tidy whities. They'll keep you cleaner. There's, there's, I'll, I'll, I'll destroy those. Those will not be white. You know what? Fine. You know what I do? Because I have the same problem. I got the the Hanes colored ones. Okay. I got the colored. I got I got green. I love the black ones. Even the gray ones. You can see stuff with the gray. Uh, when you're sick and you have the green underwear, you can't really see it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you really legitimately should do that. But the thing is, I'm used to at my house when I when I used to live at home home. Uh -huh. We had baby wipes. And that's what I used all the time. I use that now. I do. I got baby wipes at the apartment. Where? They're right next to the toilet. I haven't seen them there. They're baby wipes right next to the toilet. Very good. All right. My ass shouldn't stink that bad anymore. <laughs> all right. Getting back to El Jefe's life log on 106.7 WJFK. I can because the Pentagon is creating this type of of, of monitoring equipment. All right. That's gonna suck and be embarrassing. It's 3:01. I'm in my parking lot from my apartment in Silver Spring downtown, and. Uh, about to head on the beltway to go to my meeting. See how long this effing trip takes. A lot of my life is wasted on the freaking car and the freaking beltway. Just like a lot of you. 341. I'm on the beltway just passing uh, Route 7, the Leesburg Pike. And uh, this is absolutely the worst part of my day. The, the commute on the beltway, which is just atrocious every single goddamn day. But I, I tell you what, and I'm not even saying this to kiss any ass or anything, but thank God for the Don and Mike show. Uh, there's no doubt. There's no, there's no doubt why it's number one. I've been absolutely riveted for the 40 minutes that it's taken me just to get this far from Silver Spring. Great radio. Aspire to be those guys. But uh, this commute sucks, and it's actually pretty decent. I've started leaving my apartment at 3 o'clock in the afternoon just so I don't have to deal with that much traffic. Because leaving at 4.15, 4.30, it, it eps me for the whole freaking day. So uh, getting closer and closer to that big meeting with Michael Hughes, Alan Line 1, and Cameron Gray, and dubs stank ass. Doorstep to doorstep. 
26.3 miles, and it took me 58 minutes. And that's during the 3 o'clock hour. 3.59. God damn, this is insane. All right. Going in for my meeting. It's 4.16. Headed down to the meeting. Last time J-Dubs and I were in a managing meeting with three people. Didn't go so well. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Last time we were in a meeting with three managers, we got fired. Big time. We knew we were getting fired the whole day long, too. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we completely knew. And, you know, we were really cool about it. We could have we gone in and, like, bulky raced carts and, you know, because they let us in the building before. We already knew we were getting fired. But, um, you know, we were cool about it, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I was the uh, assistant production director there. I could have destroyed that computer system which held all their commercials yeah so i tell you what i, I do apologize many of you listening to el jefe's hideout on 106.7 wjfk many of you are listening and you've been calling and because we don't have a call screener johnny panani just showing up what's up buddy johnny panani just getting here so if you want to get on the phone lines and comment on anything that we've done so far again 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. We are halfway through El Jefe's life log. Again, because the Pentagon is legitimately creating their own Pentagon, or their own life log to share with private, the private sector that's going to track every single movement of your life. Now, again, they say if it's, if you allow it. But this this technology is being created. So are they are they taking people right now that want to do this? They're just developing the software. They're putting it out there. That they are developing the software. And you know there are a bunch of people that are that love to be seen, that are exhibitionists, that I think would enjoy taking part in that. I'm sure the first couple of people to do it are going to be famous. No, well, no, but the it, thing is, I don't think it's going to be broadcast. I, I'm sure it won't be broadcast, but I'm sure they'll get a lot of exposure saying, hey, we're going to be the first people life logged. They'll be on Katie Couric at night and whatever else, and they're going to get a lot of exposure. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. I appreciate all the instant messages, even though I haven't been able to read them. I know that you're sending us stuff, and we're going to try to comment them all when we get back. Johnny Punani, if you can start answering the phones, we're even going to answer the phone ourselves during this. So if you want to hold on, we'll chat with you. First, I promised earlier, it was requested earlier, my mind's playing tricks on me. You can tell that if you go through my day, you go through my day, you see I'm thinking a lot of stupid, silly stuff. And uh, it's taking you back. It's the Ghetto Boys. Man, this is when I was in high school. The Ghetto Boys are on 106.7 WJFK. I sit alone in my book. And El Jefe's hideout. Hold on a second. Let me do that again because I didn't know it's, that it started hard. All right, let's pretend like we're on WPGC. It's WPGC 95.5. Is that what it is? I don't know. Come on, dog. It's El Jefe's hideout. 106.7 WJFK. It's the Ghetto Boys. I sit alone in my book on a room staring at candles. Let me drop some this like this here. At night I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark. Visions of bodies being burned. Four walls just staring at a nigga. I'm paranoid sleeping with my finger off the trigger. My mother's always dressing. I ain't living right. But I ain't going out without a fight. See, every time my eyes close, I start sweating. The blood starts coming out my nose. It's somebody watching me at But I don't know who it is, so I'm watching my back I can see him when I'm deep in the covers When I awake, I don't see them up. Oh, he owns a black hat like I own 
A black suit and a cane like my own. Some might say take a chill beat, but no catching shit. There's a nigga trying to kill me. I'm popping in the clip when the wind blows. Every 20 seconds got me peeping out my window. Investigating the joint for tracks. Checking my telephone for checks. I'm staring at the woman on the corner. It's hooked up when your mind's playing tricks on you.
Face Hideout, taking you back to high school, man. That was after the DuckTales incident uh, and, and the toothpaste incident. There it is, the Ghetto Boys and El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK FM, El Jefe. And J-Dubs are with you on this fine evening. And um, our phone screeners are here. Everybody is here. And we're going strong uh, all the way until 2 o'clock. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. And again, we're, we're talking about this life log that the Pentagon has created. And they say that it's a way to get the, fuel, the, the, the complete human experience. They want to use microphones and sensors and uh, things to take your vital signs for your heartbeat, for, um, to see what you see, to smell what you smell, to taste what you taste. And so what I have done, El Jefe, um, the most important Latino broadcaster ever, thank you, is I have created my own life log from Thursday. And so far we are halfway through my day. And we have found, and I'll be honest with you, this is a typical day. I wake up, I sit on the toilet about three times and usually only, you know, go once. I'll, uh, you know, take my ex-wife to work. I'll punch the clown one or two times. Um, you know, I'll do, I'll, uh, this is my life. And then I end up driving into work and wasting an hour and a half on the beltway. You are really, really weird about your uh, toilet habits, too. You are so ritualistic. When we worked back in Michigan, every day before you went on the air, you had to go to the bathroom. And if it, if I wasn't, if uh, you got there late, I would have to cover your shift for like 20 minutes. Yeah, and I do the same thing here, too. Um, you know, during the Ron and Fez replays before we go on the air, I'll do the same thing. It, I think it's a nervous habit more because I usually Probably. don't end up going. Wait, you mean punch the clown or? No, oh, uh, using mean, the rest of oh, oh, okay. Well, John, Johnny Punani, the other yeah. voice we have, taking your phone calls at 1 800 636 Anthony, what do you think about the life log, man, in general, and the Pentagon knowing everything you do? That's crazy. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the phone call. You would think that once, once we get the phone screener that uh, the calls will get better. And that's nothing on you, Punani. Um, let's go to Mike. Mike, welcome into All Half Face Hideout on 106.7 WJFKFM. Yo, Alfie, how are you doing? What's up, bro? I got two things for you. Uh -huh. Number one, uh, thanks to Steels, I was able to listen to you guys in London on my iPod last week when I was on vacation. Okay. And second, just think if they logged Jenna Jameson and we got to watch that. That's not a bad idea. But, you know, you, uh, you know, I want to say something about Jenna Jameson real quick. Jenna Jameson, to me, isn't even a porn star anymore. Oh, no. Like, did you see her? She's, like, on VH1 or MTV or something. Yeah, or, like, like the, what is it? The, no, the ugliest rock stars. The ugliest rock stars and the sexiest videos she was on as well. Okay, maybe it was just sexiest videos that I saw. And she's not even a porn star anymore. You know what upsets me most is that I got a Jenna Jameson DVD. And I was never able to watch it because I lost the DVD before I ended up getting a DVD player. Dude, that DVD's good, too. You haven't? Yeah, I, don't, I didn't bring it with me because I grabbed all my porn from home, mm -hmm. and I opened the case, and it's missing. So I think my brother-in-law took it. <laughs> Carl, welcome into El Jefe Side Out on 106.7 WJFK-FM. Well, hello there. It's good to talk to you folks. What's up, brother? Uh, I had a suggestion or two about uh, punching the clown while you're w using the computer. Okay. I have a great, it's an older program that uh, Microsoft had before they went to the media player. Besides being able to have three, six, nine, twelve, as many pictures as you want on the, on the screen, they have a little control panel that lets you automatically loop back and forth between whatever two points that happen to interest you. Are you 80? <laughs> How old are you, man? I'm, I'm embarrassingly old to admit it. 
Really? Do you do you go online and tell everybody you're like a sixteen uh, year old, like our eighteen year old uh, swimming stud? No, no, no. I don't lie about my age. I'm not mentioning because I'm an old, old fart. I'm like over fifty. But okay, so do you, do you hang out in the uh, over fifties on AOL chat rooms? I, I kind of don't <laughs> hang out on the chat rooms at all. They, I don't know. They're Hey, I was there this weekend, man. I, I got me, a, I got some digits this weekend. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, this week. Uh, Did you get his? Well, probably. I hope not. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. I believe this is Frankie. Frankie, welcome into All Half A Side Out. What's up? What's up, brother? I think. What are you talking about? It's just crazy. The government, the government, or whatever, all the, all whatever you want to change. You know, I wonder. I wonder what it's like to be at home on a Saturday night and be a complete douche. <laughs> you know, Johnny Panani, not everyone that calls needs to get on the air. <laughs> you can hang up on him at any time before we put him on the air. Please feel free to yell at some of these guys. Wait a second, I just got here, man. I got to get into the motion, right? That's fine. No, Johnny is a good phone screen. He's just got to get into his rhythm. I tell you what, let's get back into my life, love. Are you ready? Yeah. This is actually... Now, the last time we, we finished, we, we left you with my life log before the Ghetto Boys... I was just about to go in, Dubs and I were just about to go into our big meeting with operations manager Cameron Gray, uh, WJFK general manager Alan Leinwand. Well, by the way, i got to say, he's a very good-looking guy. <laughs> I, I, and that's not anything queer in me, you know what I mean? But I can admit when guy, he's just a good-looking guy. You know, oh, he's an old guy too. He's an older dude, but I... he's good looking in the Richard Gear kind of way. <laughs> Was that over the top gay? Hey, hey! <laughs> uh, and then Michael Hughes. Uh, I still don't know what his title is, but he was the one that called the meeting with us. So here it is: El Jefe's life log on 106.7 WJFK. 4:54. Just got out of our meeting with uh, Alan Line, Juan Cameron Gray, and. Um, Michael Hughes, very important guy at Infinity Broadcasting. And uh, we've got something new that we learned from this meeting that we would like to share with you. In fact, if I, I'm going to go ahead and hit pause right now on this. And we're, we're now ready to debut something that's going to make you think, when I listen to El Jefe's Hideout Saturday nights from 10 to 2, I'm going to get this. Pause the tape, douche. All right, here it is. So we go into this meeting upstairs here at the WJFK building, and they, they call this meeting with El Jefe, me, and J-Dubs, and it's the three guys, the three bigwigs at the company. And they uh, hey, talk, hey, just a little bit quieter. I can hear you. I can hear you, Panani. you got to whisper a little bit. So we go into this meeting, okay? And in this meeting, Michael Hughes is running the thing. You know, yeah. I'm sitting there across from Michael Hughes, and we're talking. And he was like, uh, you know, we're, you know, Howard's going to retire, and you know, Don and Mike are doing great. But we just, need, we, you, know, it, you know, it's always good to develop new talent. And we're happy with El Jefe's hideout, and you know, we're we're happy that you're developing. And he goes, now I really want you to focus. I want El Jefe's hideout to stand for something. Okay. Now he asked, he asked, what do you think of when you think of Walmart, Johnny Punani? When you think of Walmart, what comes to your mind? Yeah, Velcro shoes. <laughs> That's a callback from two weeks ago. Funny, though. I like it. Um, I said cheap, low prices. You know, that's what... What did you say, Jada? Obviously, Monopoly. <laughs> now, Monopoly, the board game? No, no. Actual Monopoly. Like, they, they own 
all these stores around, and they're putting a lot of places out of business. I thought, you know, they're a monopoly. Well, I thought you meant Monopoly, the board game, and everybody thought you were a complete ass clown. Yeah, well, I, I'm used to that. Now, what do you think of when you think of Volvo? Uh, efficient. I don't know. I don't, I've never driven one. I, I actually think my dad, because my dad had a Volvo, but Alan answered safety. And that's what comes to mind. So the point of this, you know, little quiz that it just so happened Michael Hughes had put the, the, the sports junkies through earlier in the year. Uh, I failed yeah. it miserably. Yeah, J-Dubs fails a rhetorical quiz. <laughs> uh, that's a fallible education for you. Um, but he asked, you know, we want El Jefe's hideout to stand for something. What will El Jefe's hideout stand for? Example. He gave the example of WTLP, the news talk station. They stand for weather and traffic on the 8s. I mean, don't change the station, you douche, because you just missed it. <laughs> and there's no traffic anyway right now. And, like, W, um, um, let's see, HFS 101. That's what I'm going to start calling it, because both those stations are the exact same. It's HFS 101. They don't have an identity to me. But, like, uh, 104 stands for more music. Uh, 99.5 or whatever, the hot 99.5 stands for queer. I don't know. <laughs> but what does El Jefe's Hideout stand for? We need people to think El Jefe's Hideout. We're going to think this. So we are now here to announce. This is new. This is big. I wish I had drum roll music, but I don't know where to get any. El Jefe's Hideout. From now on, when you think of El Jefe's Hideout... I want you to think of the three chuckle an hour. Three chuckle an hour guarantee. Congratulations, ladies and gentlemen, from henceforth. When you listen to El Jefe's Hideout, now keep in mind, we only have 20 minutes left in this hour, so you're only guaranteed one more chuckle. One and a half chuckles. <laughs> we'll give you one and a half. So every time you listen to El Jefe's Hideout, you're guaranteed at least three chuckles an hour. So we got all new imaging that we're ready to go with. Um, I was going to get our imaging guy on the phone, but it's, you know, we don't have time to slow down the show. But soon, you're going to hear the big bad voice that says, El Jefe's Hideout. Uh, we're going to have liners like, um, more talk, more chuckles, guaranteed. A round of chuckles for me and the boys. Um, the three chuckle an hour guarantee. If you don't laugh at least three times in the hour, F you. Three chuckles an hour. All right, so now you all laugh. You know, you'll, you'll chuckle. You'll you'll enjoy yourself. And that's part of it. We're setting the bar low. We don't want belly laughs, uh, Johnny Punani. Yeah, three three chuckles and or Velcro. You know, the three chuckles an hour. That's all we ask. So we're gonna keep logs, and we actually need chuckle auditors. Okay, so we're looking. If we don't somehow fulfill our quota of three chuckles an hour, call us on it because we owe you something. All right? Like an autographed item of the week or something. Yeah, 1-800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. Let's go to Renee. Renee, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to say hi. I think you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And that's, that's the kind of phone call that everyone should have. <laughs> Joey. Joey, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. Yo, what's up? What's up, brother? Man, I just think, man, that the media shouldn't let the government mean. everything we're doing mean. or our plans. Mean. How many uh, drinks have you had this evening, sir? <laughs> or this afternoon? <laughs> Since yesterday. What an a-hole. Sean, welcome into All Happy Side on 106.7 WJFK-FM. What's up, guys? Love the show. Thank you, sir. 
Um, I have a question about this life log. Uh huh. You, you think, uh, like if, I mean, they're tracking you, you think if you break the law, they can still arrest you? Well, I'm sure that's part of it. And I think that's what some people are worried about this life log developed by the Pentagon. You're nailed. You know yeah. what? I, I mean, they have the evidence right there already, like on tape. I wonder if they'd go as far as even if you're speeding, if they, like, you, if they can see the uh, speedometer in their camera, that they'll just write you a ticket right there. But you have the power to, like, shut it off, though, right? They say that you have the power to shut off this life log. So I'm sure they probably have the power to turn it back on. Well, I mean, I think once you hand over that kind of power, I think it's going to be tough getting it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I thank you for the call. Let's get back into my life log. El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Is it going? All right. It's 5.13. Dubs and I are grabbing some quick grub before we start working on everything that needs to get done for the 11 o'clock hour this Monday uh, this Monday morning. Yeah, we're pretty important guys around this station. Um, we're at Wendy's grabbing our food, and I'm getting a number four with no onions, pickles, or tomatoes. And like any other fat American, I got a biggie size it with a root beer. This is kind of funny considering on the way out here I... Uh, I bought some ripped fuel for late weight loss. Kind of ironic. <laughs> All right, uh, it's 5:32. Just got done getting a good 3,000 calories probably with my um, number four biggie sized with a root beer. I'm hungry. I'm ready to go to 7-Eleven and get some ice cream. Uh, now the easy part of the day. Uh, it is 6.21, and Dubs and I are working on uh, a lot of important stuff for the 11 o'clock hour coming up this Friday morning, or uh, Monday morning, Monday morning, 7.05. It's a promo, right, buddy? You know, I guess got to piss Cameron off, too. If I'm saying Friday morning at 11, and I work here, <laughs> you can only imagine with the average listener. Again, coming up, uh, new programming at 11 o'clock Monday morning. Stay tuned. No idea what it is, even though we've been working on it. Um, this comes from Qualsh, who's uh, doing the uh, JFK El Jefe, AOL for Broadband, instant messaging. Again, the life log thing is right now just science fiction. The science isn't even there yet for the technology to exist, for the software to be written. Um, Again, that may be true, and I haven't gotten the full extent of the life log and what the Pentagon is doing for it, but I know that this is in the works. And the way that, you know, we've, we've come up with technology very, very quick. And it's just a matter of time before this is going to happen. I guarantee you within the next three years, you're going to see a big, big advancement in this. Yeah. Huge. Things just, I mean, there was a time where you were using betas, and now all of a sudden, I mean, within our lifetime, it's like DVDs and... AOL for broadband, watching videos and stuff. I mean, all this happens quick, so don't say it's just science fiction. Because I guarantee, if they're already writing about it in the news media, it's a lot further along than you and I are giving it credit. But uh, thank you for sending the instant message. Uh, JFK El Jefe, at, uh, that's my instant message on AOL for broadband. Uh, we just got done with the transition from Donna Mike into the Ron and Fez show. Had a little talking to by uh, Rob Spiewak of the Don and Mike show. He was actually very cool about it. Um, but apparently we had used some of Don and Mike's tapes during the last weekend show, and Spoon forgot to put them back. I'm going to blame this one on Spoon, even though it's my fault. That douche isn't here to, 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 to defend himself. I mean, Rob was really cool about it, which is sweet. 
You know, he could have been a dick, and he completely wasn't. He was a nice dude about it, but damn, I feel bad about that. Last thing we want to do is F up anything with the Don and Mike show. That's the bread and butter. Oh, well, you live, you learn. And, you know, I, you know, I wonder even what it's like, too, because I really feel like we're regular guys. And I know there are some people out there that are really fanatic, you know, about this show or fanatic about, you know, shows like the Don and Mike show. You know what I mean? But it's kind of cool just to think that we walk, you know, we share the same microphones, we pass these guys in the hall all the time. You know, you know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? Can you, can you appreciate it a little bit, J-Dubs? I can appreciate the fact that I sneeze in the microphone and then, yeah, I might get them sick. <laughs> it's just kind of it's just kind of nice to think that I might have that much effect in a syndicated show. <laughs> yeah, let me I like to pass along a few things. You know, I can't pass along nuggets of knowledge or anything, so I'll pass along germs or something. Getting back to the life log with El Jefe's hideout on 106.7 WJFK. All right, it's 8.33, and I'm doing my work with the Ron and Fez show. And uh, you get to listen in for a second to see what happens going on, what happens behind the scenes as I start my tape so that we can record the replays. Listen to this. By the way, stay tuned. All right, stand by New York. Uh, we got 20 seconds coming back with a seven-second station. <laughs> All right, that'll find the boys. How much time we have left? As you can hear the uh, commercial in the background. <clears throat> no wonder they don't pay me a lot here. All right, we got to make sure everything is smooth here. Making sure everything is nice, clean, and crisp. There it goes. Station identifier. Ah, beautiful. Outstanding. That's why I'm moving up in this company, I tell you. <laughs> that, that was a combat, man. I, I am just, I'm sitting over here with my pants around my ankles. That was so sweet. Isn't that sad? Like, that's how I make my living. You, you come home all the time and say how hard you've worked today. Man. I had to do all these liners. You know, you know, you know what's you know what's messed up is that I shouldn't even be playing my life log. You know what I mean? Because at, at some point, if I ever want to go into negotiations with this company and talk about how hard I work and so much that I do, they're gonna replay this for proof that I don't do dick around here. You know what I mean? Goddamn, ten oh three. Um, what a day it's been so far. Very telling. <laughs> I feel bad though. I um I, again I cheated on my diet. Uh, I was listening to Ron and Fez uh, actually have a brilliant conversation. Intelligent entertainment it was concerning Native Americans and atonement and you know Europeans taking uh, responsibility for what's happened in the past. You have to recap the whole show. Stuff. And I had some Doritos and the Pepsi. And... <laughs> God damn! I need another moon pie too. 10.59, Ron and Fez show is over. My day is just about done. Actually, I take that back. Oddball has taken over for me to run the Don and Mike replay for the evening, and I've got to uh, begin work, more work, for the 11 o'clock hour coming up Monday morning. You worked so um, hard. So i got to work on stuff uh, for, the, uh, for the show that you're listening to right now. In fact, man, if you're working harder, your ass is gonna fall off right into the seat. Uh, involving oddball, so um. I'm so boring. God damn. This this saddens me. Brother's day never ends. This I mentioned earlier that I would love to follow you, Johnny Punani, on your life. I'm starting to realize that I'm really, 
I'm not that important when it really comes to it. No, you have bed sores on your ass, man. That's all you do. You just sit there all day long. I'm sitting around all goddamn day. You're bitching because you didn't have a stool to sit on during the show. <laughs> you had to stand up the whole damn time. All right, let's finish my life log. We only got two minutes left in it. Here we go. It is 12.36, and I am just now walking out the doors at the uh, mighty WJFK. And I uh, got most of the stuff done that I needed to, not only for the 11 o'clock hour Monday morning, but also for uh, the show that you are listening to right now. So as I hop in my uh, my little car here, we'll see how, how long it takes me to uh, get home. Again, like many of you, much of my day and my life is wasted traveling and traffic. Well... Damn, I think that Wendy's may end up coming up. You know, and this actually says something, too, because as much as we're a voyeuristic society, I wonder if somebody actually wants to sit there and watch the everyday goings-on with this life log that the Pentagon is developing. I think it'd be fun every once in a while, but every day just sitting there watching some douchebag's life, that would suck. I think, I think at some point it would get, it would get a little boring. Twelve forty six. Now this is what I'm talking about. This is why I'm pulling for SARS. This is why I want the old people to stop sucking on on the resources of our society and to, to just hurry up and die. This is why I wish there were more abortions. This goddamn planet is too overpopulated, and that may even be redundant what I just said. The point is, I'm on the Beltway right now, and it, it's literally taking me twelve minutes. To go 12 miles. What a concept. What a novel concept. As I drive on the Beltway, over on uh, 123 North, I'm, I'm, I'm about to cross this, the Chambridge Road exit. I, there's a handful of cars on the Beltway. This is, what, this is the way life was meant to be. Not the stupid-ass traffic that took me an hour at 3 o'clock this afternoon to get from Silver Spring to downtown Fairfax. It's stupid. It's insane. More of you need to die so that my life is better. Thank you. All right, 108. That's the way a commute's supposed to go. 26.3 miles, and what was that? My math is about 32 minutes. Not bad. Not bad at all. That's the way life should be on the Beltway all the effing time. It's 114 in the morning. Laying down for bed. What a day. <laughs> I hope you learned something with El Jefe's life log. What a day. I am as much of a chump as you are. More uh, so, I'd say. It's too bad that this bed is empty since my divorce. Now the nights are just lonely, lonely, lonely. God damn. <laughs> I want to cry. <laughs> you should, man. That was the most pathetic thing I've ever heard. Somebody cuddle with me. I need a hug. Donnie, <laughs> you up for that? 1 800 636 1067 Am I up for it? No, of course not. Uh, we're not going back into the gay show of last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> last week's show was very, very but, good. I mean, it, trust me, my life is no better. I mean, my life is basically consists of. Baking cookies. <laughs> eating cookies. Eating cookies. I thought we were, you said we weren't going back to the gay show. <laughs> hey, there are, there are no gay bakers out there. There are no gay bakers, damn it. But, you know, the cookie thing, and then soccer, and, uh, you know. Is there anything gayer than baking and soccer? I don't think so. I can hey, People can call in right now, and I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet that there's plenty of... 
straight oh, faking soccer players out there. Both of you, man. Jeez. <laughs> I need to just shut up, man. I mean, but my life is just as pathetic because, like I said, when does I mean, the anal lube come into play? <laughs> oh. Do you do a disappearing act with the uh, soccer balls and the cookies? One eight hundred. I need to sit here and just be abused. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. So I ended. This is funny. Uh, I know Rich Uncle uh, is the I am, and he's like, before the we began this trip into your life, I thought you said we would be compelled. <laughs> now I just pity you. <laughs> exactly. What was that whole thing? You'll be compelled. You listened to it. You knew it was. Well, I mean, I think, it, piece of, uh, I think it was interesting though to see what it's like. The kid before we started this wanted to know what it was like for a life log to follow the life of a so-called shock jock. Now. I hate that, and I don't think we are shock jocks. We're just regular dudes that say regular stuff when we happen to be on the radio. But with that, I think that you you realize that I'm a sad sack. <clears throat> and now that I'm divorced even, I'm looking for a new chick. I need a chick to bang a hot, hot chick. And I want a chick a lot like Shirley Manson. I want a, I want a, a, a nice, pasty white chick that has a cool haircut and that knows how to be sexy. That I can just go, hey, whore, bend it. <laughs> She's going to be ready. It's more music from El Jefe's hideout. When we come back, I'm going to tell you who I want to party with. It's time to get a party in, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to party with Uday Hussein. If we can find this mother, I'm ready to throw a pool party because this guy knows how to throw a, a shindig. Isn't he, isn't he like hanging out somewhere in, in uh, Baghdad, they say, and he's trying to give up? But uh, We'll see what happens. That's we'll, what we need to do. We'll man. come back with Uday Hussein. In his partying lifestyle, after we uh, all have a little sex, it's garbage. Number one crush. I'll have a side out. 106.7 WJFK. Hey, baby. Bend it.
Gentlemen, welcome back into El Jefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. J-Dubs is me. And Johnny Punani. Johnny Punani also hanging out with us as well. If you missed the first half of the show, um, know that it officially begins. The three-chuckle-an-hour guarantee is in effect. You will chuckle at least three times this hour, guaranteed. In addition to that, we, uh, we already did my life log. Uh, we gave away the autographed item of the week, but we still have El Jefe's headlines on the way, getting you caught up on the news. A lot of Dale Earnhardt. Uh, yeah, a lot of Dale Earnhardt stuff. Uh, of course, WJFK being the home of NASCAR. Tomorrow you're going to be able to hear the NASCAR race from the Poconos. And um, that's why we're saving the bit for the very, very end of the show, when most of the NASCAR fans are asleep getting their rest. But I'll tell you what, this bit is great. <laughs> it is excellent. I've learned never overhype bits. Oh, I'm overhyping this one because, well, I'm going to think it's excellent. I don't know if you're going to like it. I don't, frankly, I don't give a damn. I'm going to love it. And that's the other thing that I, me I meant to mention earlier whenever we were uh, going over our very first hate mail was the fact that uh, this show is not for you. We do this show for us. I think we have a pretty good little barometer inside our bodies as to we know when things are uh, funny and when they're not funny. And I think that as long as we're entertained, F you. I think we're okay. So uh, El Jefe, J-Dubs, and Johnny Punani, Spoon is on vacation in Hawaii. He will not be here this weekend or next weekend. Um, I still can't believe Spoon is able to go on vacation. Did he call in? Did he fall off the cliff? I mean, last week he was talking about... Walking down a 10-inch thing, and uh, you know, I mean, I'm dying to know, man. <laughs> he did call Len. He said he just fought with his girlfriend the whole way to Hawaii. But at least he got there safely, I suppose. I honestly believe that we'll never see Spoon again. I think, I think it wasn't in the cards for Spoon to make it back from Hawaii to rejoin this show. But why Hawaii? I was thinking about it. Why Hawaii? Did he go there because of uh, the connection with the... Now, I, I mean, I'm a couple years older than you guys, and I remember back in my younger days, the big thing was Hawaiian Red. I mean, oh, come on! You give me the, the you know the confused dog. Yeah, the Hawaiian red. That's what the, that was the good stuff back then. Good stuff of what? Oh. No, okay, I might be wrong. I don't know. I, I never did that stuff in my life, but I think that's what it was called. I mean, and I'm hey, I'm totally ignorant about this stuff. Yeah, no, you see, I am too. I've never touched a drug a day in my life, yeah. so, so I'm not actually sure what all these drug references are. I think you it, see, when I was in when I was in high school, I used to smoke. But mm -hmm. all I smoked was the uh, the good old Fowlerville stuff, the, <laughs> the good old Fowlerville skank weed, you know. So uh, not that we encourage any. No, of that. no, but no, of course not. You, in high school you do some stupid stuff. Now we were <laughs> like smoking Fowlerville weed. <laughs> I do have to ask. One chuckle, ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> there it is. We got one chuckle satisfied. That, is that the official? Uh, <laughs> that's the official marker. That's when you know that we've reached our ch three chuckle limit. Um, not limit. Oh yeah, guarantee. Quota. Quota. Now, Johnny Punani, we've been talking about how we need chicks. And more than anything else, um, I mean, you know, half the reason why we got into this business was to, you know, hang with whores. 
and you were telling me that the whores aren't found on a Saturday night in the Washington, D.C. metro area at 10800 Main Street, where the location of the mighty WJFK. They're found where? They, they should be. Well, I'm coming back. Yeah, I went out to the game tonight down at RFK. What game? And it was uh, D.C. United against uh, Chicago Fire. D.C. United comes out with his first win. I know Cameron's hating this right now. He hates soccer, but yeah. I anyways. think everybody does, but go ahead. Anyways, and I, I was amazed. I jump on at the RFK, uh, you know, the, the metro stop there coming back, and immediately going a couple of stops down, chicks just start flowing on here. And I'm not just talking your, your skanks at, you know, the 11, hour, 11 o'clock hour. These are prime chicks, and I'm talking eights, nines, and tens. And they're dressed to the nines, and they're going, they're coming and going. And I mean, it, were they every, head, were they headed toward this area, out toward Fairfax? No, they were getting off the metro stop, of course. And what it is, it's uh, all the college chicks coming home right now, you know, and they're going down to Georgetown. And this is primo time. I wanted to tell you that because, hey, you know, you can go hang out on the uh, metro, and you know, <laughs> that, that's your next place. Thank you, sir. That's where the creepy guys go, J Dubs, to hang out. The creepy guys go to the metro. Uh, 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Now, um, hand me what you're looking at, J-Dubs. I'm handing you, uh, yeah. Um, the thing, the thing about, uh, I think the best place more than likely to go to find hot chicks isn't even on the metro. Um, sure, the metro may work occasionally, but I think... You have to go to the right spots in the metro as well, too. Yeah, I mean, you can't... I don't think you could be on the green line. Can you be on the green line of the metro to see hot chicks? Isn't, isn't that going up towards College Park or something like that? I'm not sure exactly. where. I think it heads out to, like, toward northeast. Um, but I, I I don't know. I don't know if the metro exactly is the best place to go find chicks. It was strong tonight. I'll tell you that, man. I was... I'm sitting there now. I, you know, I'm twice their age and stuff, but... You're the creepy. I'm, you're well, the. I'm wondering. I mean, here's the thing that was crossing my mind. You got the Mile High Club. I mean, is there the equivalent for like the Gopher Club that you you bang some chick on the back row? <laughs> I mean, this is what's going through my mind, and I'm dying because I'm like going, oh, I wish I had a cell phone, call you guys up, and just interview these chicks, get them in here, get them dragging down here. The Gopher drag them down here. <laughs> You'd have to. The Gopher Club. I like that because you're underground. I wonder if anybody's ever banged on the Metro. Well, you got 30 seconds in between stops. I mean, but I mean, if you get out in Northern Virginia, you got three minutes in between like east and west falls church three and a half minutes between west falls church and dunloring i've timed these things out i've thought about this you're so, in, yeah. see this is the reason that you don't like your girlfriend being on the metro j-dubs that's the reason i didn't like my ex-wife being on the metro because of scumbags like johnny punani that are just sitting there looking at our hot chicks thinking mm, let's see i have 30 seconds between the silver spring and the the Tacoma Park Metro. And that's about how long it would take for me. I mean, I admit it. Yeah. You know, I bet a lot of stinky pinky's been gotten on that Metro. Oh, yeah, definitely stinky pinky. Maybe even oral. Um, Maybe. No, I... On, on like, a, at night when there's not a whole lot of people on it? I mean, it could. I mean, you'd have to be at the very back, I think. I'm, I'm sure it's happened once or twice. I bet there's more stinky pinky and hand releases. Oh, yeah, definitely. Than anything else. I wonder if you could get a hooker. Like, like that would actually be... Have you ever gotten a hooker, Johnny Punani? Yeah, yeah, of course. Really? But, yeah. well, I mean, I was in the Army for a while, and I mean, in the Army, you do those kinds of things when you're... You know, we went, one of our, we went down to Panama quite often for jungle training, mm -hmm. and uh, you would, you'd go out in the wood or out in the jungle for a week, and then they'd let you off for a weekend. And down in Panama, this is the mid-'80s, you know, mm -hmm. back in Ronnie's, Ronnie Reagan's Army, mm -hmm. you know, when they took everybody and they beat the hell out of you. You'd go into Panama City, and a hooker would cost five bucks for everything. I kid you not. And it would be just, you know, of course, you'd end up get, having to get 
a shot of penicillin, <laughs> but you don't worry about that right then. Now, Dude. now, what is it like to have uh, to have sex with a hooker? Now, I'm not a big fan of sex with condoms, but I'm, I'm of course, obviously, you're going to need to bag it if you're having if you're having sex with a hooker. Is it is it like the exact same thing as if you were going to go on a date and you pick some chick up off the metro and you take her back and you, you know you wear a condom and you you do it? I mean. What's it like having sex with a hooker? No, it's, it, most of the time you're too drunk to really care. I mean, and it's just, like I said, you've been out in the you know, jungle for seven days. Uh-huh. All right? And you, and all of a sudden, some chick says, five dollar. And, you know, okay, that's all oriental. I thought you, yeah, I thought yeah. you were in Brazil. Yeah, give me it. This is Panama. <laughs> but, uh, and you don't even think about it. You don't even care. You just want that release. And, you know, you get up there, and it's over in 15 minutes or whatever. You know, it's no playing around. I mean, it's just pure sex. That's all it is. And, uh, no, it's not the same. Now, what's it's not the, the same at all. Now, do you uh, do you just uh, tell them what to do and where to stand and how to stand? No, or? They, they know. They just kind of lie back on, I mean, at least my exam or my, you know, when I did it, it was just, they just jumped into the bed and go. <laughs> I mean, the chick didn't even take her damn dress off. She just lifted it up, man. And Sounds like my girlfriend. <laughs> I can't get her to get uh, naked anymore at all. Two chuckles. Ha, ha, ha. Now, um, with that, though, now... Is there anything as far as like, I mean, is there etiquette whenever you're with a hooker? Are you are yeah, you pay not first? That's it. Oh, it is pay first. Yeah, of course. Now, do you kiss? I I didn't. Okay, there's no kiss. No, none of that. None of that foreplay stuff, man. You get right to it, and it, you know, it's it's sort of like you know, you with your uh, the videos. I mean, you're sitting there, you know exactly what you want. You want to get it over with. Boom, bing, bang, boom. Dubs, do you have any questions? Uh, no, I'm. He's pretty I'm cut and dry stunned. on it. I'm I'm stunned. Dude. I am. So all right, well, but I'm trying to get, I'm trying to think. I'm like, what is it like? Do you sit there? Do you? I mean, see, you don't kiss. Nah. She just lays down. She she hikes up her dress. Do you ever like wheel and deal them? Have you ever like you know like no five bucks, four fifty. Oh, is this my sexy? Should I use my deep voice now? <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> no, you don't wheel and deal, man. Look, like I said, you're, you're pretty much plastered on whatever the drink of the day is. Normally, it's, you know, rot gut Panamanian style, and you don't care. You get in there, and it's like, here's the money. She laid lay, lay back. Yeah, she unbuttoned the top, so you got you know you got got some uh, the upper. You got to see it. You know, maybe your hands kind of run over them. <laughs> I don't know. This music's kind of turned me on here. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. I just I just I'm, I'm interested to see if there is hooker etiquette now that I'm divorced. The hookers may be the way to go. No, why go to Georgetown and get on the metro and try to meet some chick and spend two hundred dollars on drinks and a meal I mean, to not get anything? Seriously, buying a hooker might be cheaper. I think it, in the long run, it, it could end up. Now, is it to the point where you're so sexed up that you're just able to, you know, perform and then it's just over? Because I was having performance anxiety whenever I was doing my life log, just having my mini disc player next to me, knowing that I, I need to perform for the bit. Once I've paid, I think there would be, like, too much pressure to perform and to get it over with. Like, I'll be honest, I think I would have trouble staying aroused because there's all of a sudden there's this pressure. Like, man, i got to get my money's worth. I had a friend that went to Vegas, and he actually had, like, a hooker come up to him and, like, try to sell, himself, sell her stuff to him. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, following him up to his room and everything, and she's like, 20 bucks, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the best play ever, you know? Uh-huh. And he's like, no, 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 whatever, you know? She's like, all right, 10 bucks, the best oral ever. And, and he, by this time, he's, like, all drunk and annoyed. He's like, how about three bucks and a hand release? Uh, 
towards, you know, towards your uh, <laughs> face. Okay. Yeah. All right, let me decorate your face. Yeah. Five, three bucks, I'll decorate your face with my hand release. And did it, uh... No, she just called him an a-hole and walked away. <laughs> so I wonder about the bargaining power with that. Well, thank you for that little look into your uh, your life, Johnny. Yeah, my, my life log. Uh, that yeah, is, how boring is that, all right? No, it's actually, it's not. You've probably experienced so many more things being in the Army, buying hookers, you know, <laughs> than I would ever pretend to imagine. Have you ever, have you ever uh, been able to shoot somebody? No, no, I didn't. No, 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 nothing like that. Okay. I was never no no wars or anything like that. So well, never, some, not even a war. Just shoot somebody for fun. Of it. <laughs> yeah. some, some villager gets out in your in your way. Just shoot him in the face. No, no, huh? not, nothing exciting like that. Thank God. Not you know. I always wondered if I could do that though. I mean, that's supposed you know, supposed to being in the army, going in the army, and being in war. You always hear that that is the ultimate challenge for a man's masculinity. And yeah, I mean that that is. There's, you know, I don't know whether I could do it. It'd be interesting. Um, want to do it. All right, so a guy that I think wouldn't be afraid to shoot guns, and a guy that I would assume probably ha knows how to party, and I definitely want to party with, if we ever find him and if he's alive, Uday Hussein. I was on AOL for broadband, and they had this whole thing laid out about Uday Hussein and his parties. Let me read you, because what they did is they found videotapes. They found Uday Hussein's videotape collection, okay? And one of the videotapes, the most interesting videotape, was of his party. And again, I don't like to read on the radio, but um, they say that drunken Uday becomes bored with the sullen dancing girls, and he pulls out a machine gun and starts shooting in the air. Shooting in the air, and then on the orders one of his flunkies to throw beer bottles in the air and to shoot him with an assault rifle. And then for fun, he aims a few rounds over the heads of his guests, who themselves throw, their, they throw themselves on the ground in terror, only to arise laughing and clapping uh, at the prank and no doubt, no doubt in relief uh, that they're still alive. Then Uday finishes the party by shooting directly over the heads of the band members, who amazingly keep playing. Okay, and then the keyboarder like crouches behind his instrument. There's a keyboarder. There's a key. What do you have? Flock of seagulls playing. <laughs> Chuckle too. Ah ah ah. As Uday shoots up his happy birthday sign hung over the head uh, of the stage, he runs out of bullets. Uday shakes hands with the frightened singer and just to show he's a good sport, tells the keyboard player, "See all those bullet holes? Those bullets could have been in your belly." And then he laughs. I don't know about you, man, but if I were a dictator, I think that's got to be the ultimate. Being a dictator or the son of a dictator, knowing that you could do absolutely whatever the hell you wanted to. You could throw a birthday party, you could have a band, you could have all the hot chicks you wanted, even if you dragged them there, and you could just fire off guns. That actually sounds a lot like a NASCAR party. <laughs> like a party out in like the woods and stuff where they're just firing guns off and having a good old time drinking some brews. You're from Texas. You didn't see any of those kind of parties out there? Oh, there were definitely a lot of those type of parties out there. But this leads me to the question, though. If you could have any kind of party, what kind of party would you want to throw? What would be at your ultimate party? Dubs, what would you, how would you set up your ultimate party? I would have a line of girls just lined up at the top of a staircase. I just go through pushing each of them down. <laughs> <laughs> you poor chuckles. Ah, ah, ah. So you would have, you would actually, that would be your idea of a good time is lining up hot chicks at the top of a staircase and pushing them down the stairs. Yes. 
Yeah, I'd be at the bottom of the staircase catching them on my face, man. Yeah. You, know, uh, you have. Hey, they wouldn't move that much. You, know? you, you have such an issue with women. Did your mom do anything to you when you were a child? Not that I remember. God damn, dude. Here, what about you, Johnny Punani? If you could throw any party, uh, any style, how would you throw your party? Yeah, uh, pretty much like uh, Jay does. I mean, you, know, you line up the chick. <laughs> you know, I, I'd have, like I said, man, have him push him down on top of me. I think that would be the biggest turn on. Oh Just have him land on top of me, like have like a, around. Have like a little, like a little swimming pool at the bottom, and oh. Johnny Punani sitting in like a big bunch of Jello with all these chicks I, falling down the stairs right on top of him. I wasn't thinking Jello, but you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you my know. party. God damn it! I can so see that. It's my party, and I want. I, 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 I can, le- I can legitimately, I can see it. I can see like a big staircase. Okay, see if you can find the body's rolling sound effect. I can see a big staircase. And J-Dub standing at the top, and I see a bunch of chicks dressed to the nines, like Johnny was talking about. A bunch of chicks that, are, that look good, and they're out for a party, and like they got these invitations. J-Dub's from El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Come on over, 10800 Main Street. We're having a party. You got the keg. And it's like, it's the same line. It's the same line for the keg, where like as soon as you get your beer, and then like you walk up, like J-Dub's is hiding behind a curtain, and then he just pushes the chick. <laughs> All the way downstairs. No, I mean, <laughs> she just, so here you go. She she uh she ends up getting her beer. All right, she's got her beer, and here she is getting her beer. <clears throat> oh, I can't, guys. This party's so much fun. Thank you so much for the brew. And then I just come out of the curtain and go ah push. <laughs> and then she's rolling down the stairs, and I'm laughing. <laughs> Four chuckles. He's sitting, he's sitting there with a grading system. Oh, that was so funny. But then I can see it at the bottom is like this big like waiting pool of jelly and like Johnny Punani sitting there just waiting for the chicks. That's right. You guys are all spread eagle. You guys are completely <laughs> disgusting. You have legitimate issues, the two of you. So, not, but no, to be serious, I mean, I, I was just thinking about it. You know, back in history, one of the most interesting things, you guys saw the movie Cal- uh, Caligula, right? And they're kind of parties. Okay. I mean, just all the, the Roman, Roman no, uh, nobles. God, I'm doing well tonight. All the nobles would get together and, you know, just start drinking their vino and stuff. And all of a sudden, just a massive orgy. I would love to be back in that kind of time frame. You know, just one big orgy after getting drunk and stuff. See, why does everything have to be so sexual and so hateful? Why, what, what's, your, what's your guy's problem legitimately, though? I mean, my, my idea of a cool party, I mean, a cool party, like if, if someday the sales staff decides, you know what, we're going to take El Jefe's hideout on the road. We're going to take it to some bar. This is what I'd and like. And we're going to push girls downstairs. No. 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 We're not going to invite J-Dubs and Punani. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to have a game of wiffle ball, some alcohol, <laughs> some chicks, and like some music. You don't want any chicks there if you're playing wiffle ball, you... No, oh, well, but I think no. I think are, are they going to be in uh, like uh, tank tops and uh, yeah, mini bottoms and yeah, they're and in tank tops and all daisy the bruises we can see and it's yeah, like, like guys versus girls, wiffle ball. That's not fun to you. <laughs> that sounds so so middle school, man. Yeah, but I don't know. I just hell with a wiffle ball, man. What can we do with that bat? Yeah, we can we can, <laughs> we can crack their ass a little bit with that I'm bat. I'm some serious spanking there. What <laughs> well, right one? We'll start hitting their ass a little bit and they'll. Turn over to their face. 
Stop! What's wrong with you guys? I do not advocate the beating of women at all. J-Dubs, you're such a scumbag, dude. You, you really... Well, the, it, all, it all goes back to my, um, my uh, when I try to pick up a chick and she totally diss me. You're like, bitch, I picked her, pushed better looking chicks downstairs, you know? <laughs> so that's what it is. Yeah. I've pushed better chicks downstairs. That's yeah. what you're working toward in life. Yeah. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. It is El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Again, we welcome uh, AOL for broadband users. Uh, I've given out my IM, my instant messaging uh, address, and it is JFK El Jefe uh, for AOL for broadband. Now, speaking of parties, um, uh, here we go. We got Mark. Mark, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout on JFK. Hey, guys. What's up, brother? It just made me think of what I would love for a party for me. Okay. Brenton, you can go to like Six Flags or King's Menu or something. You take their biggest ride, roller coaster, <clears throat> excuse me, and you pack it full of people. And at that first, the biggest drop, as soon as they hit the bottom, you're standing there on a on a on a the stand or whatever, and lighting them up with paintballs. <laughs> they don't see it coming. They're having the greatest time of their life. Like, yeah, we're going on there, and they hit that bottom hill as soon as they. Get to the bottom of this fucking wall. Yeah, like, hell yeah, Mark's awesome. He, he sent us to this roller coaster and everything. Then Mark's at the end just taking him off right in the face. <laughs> Mark, all right, thank you so much for the call, Mark. 1 800 636 1067 I think more than anything else, we're finding that our listeners are, are just as angry as J Dubs. I think J Dubs, along with Mark, why do you want to hurt people at, at your ultimate party? Why would you throw a party? Just to hit chicks, just to push down chicks downstairs. It sounds funny on the radio, I guess. <laughs> oh, like, again, do not condone it at all. And then shooting people with paintballs, that's your ultimate party? What about the old days when you, you, you had a dance? It was like a house party, and, you know, you got, like, kid and play on in the background, and you're dancing, and then you put Jodeci on, and you're slow dancing with your woman. and Parties like that, not pushing people downstairs and shooting them with paintballs. Grow up, man. That's what the parties are like nowadays. Chris, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFKFM. Hey, man, I, I'm going to agree with Jay up there. I don't know all those girls pushing down the stairs. Oh, man, that'd be so awesome. That's Good times, huh? The thing in the world, man. No. <laughs> oh, man, come on. When was the last time you got laid, Chris? Uh, Probably a week ago. Okay, so why are you, well, then are you angry at women, too, like J-Dubs? Well, no, see, like, I just broke up with my ex, and she was a complete bitch, man. Oh, uh, see? True that. I'll push her downstairs for you, man. No. I'll invite her to the next party. one 800 you know, if we do actually go out, now we have to do it. What, push girls downstairs? <laughs> well, no, well, I mean, here's the thing, though. And, and sales staff, if you're listening, and I should probably call up. I, if I knew Julie's extension, I would call her. In fact, let me see. Well, I don't want to do it because I don't know what's on her message. But, um, all right, sales staff, if you're listening, and I know you're listening, set this up. And I want to go to a nice club. I want to go, like, to the, well, what is that, the Platinum Club or VIP and what I would like to do is go do the show live from one of these clubs and, like, set up. You know how they have the big inflatable blow-up stairs? Like, you have those blow-up chairs? Yeah. You know what I mean? Blow up these big stairs, blow up a waiting pool at the bottom with Johnny Punani sitting in, like, Jello, and having J-Dubs push people down the inflatable stairs into right. the pool of Jello where Johnny Punani's sitting there waiting. You don't think that'd be a good time? Oh, that'd be great. I'd love it. How much would you pay for that? What, like... 
personally the get pushed downstairs into giant Panani's uh, lap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 20 bucks. What's the running rate on that? 20 bucks. Like lap dance. El Jefe. JFK El Jefe. If you have AOL for broadband, instant messaging. Uh, 1-800-636-1067. So I'm sitting, and I'm looking through the city paper. Do you read the city paper much, uh, Johnny Punani? I don't read, man. What are you kidding? I mean, I'm always trying to think about pushing people downstairs and catching them. And, you know. No, actually, I don't. No, I don't. I, I look at it. I scan it when I'm on the metro. You know? And, you know, and I was scanning it today too, and I saw this. This is the greatest thing I maybe have ever seen in my life. In the current edition of the city paper, there's this full-page ad. And again, speaking of the sales staff, speaking of wanting to sponsor things. I would love for us, El Jefe's Hideout, because we're all inclusive, this show is. We're for white people, black people, Latinos, obviously. We're for homosexuals, transsexuals. Quadriplegic. Um, yeah, if you're a pedophile or in, even bestiality, you can listen to this show. Just no pedophiles, okay, or rapists. But I see this. Homo Bowl 2003. Oh, oh, oh man, I thought I thought there'd be like two bowling balls and then a pin. <laughs> Even better. There's this full page ad in the city paper for Homo Bowl 2003. What is Homo Bowl? It's Gay and Lesbian Singles Bowling Night. And I'm not going to give the address because I know there would be some pricks that would go there and be complete, you know, douches to these. Again, I'm completely open. You know, to, to homosexuality as far as like open-minded. Is that why? Is that why you got divorced? No, it's not. Hey, hey! <laughs> I was gonna say, man, maybe the metro. Maybe I was looking the wrong way for you there, Heffy. No, want to go down Dupont after this? Yeah, um, entertaining more men than Dupont Circle, Heffy's hideout. Come out and join us for a fantastic evening of bowling, delicious food, and maybe get bowled over with love. <laughs> Man love. The bowling is on us. You pay for the shoes and the food. Fill out a free um, matches ad, and you'll receive a limited edition Homo Bowl t-shirt. Cameron, we'll see you there. This is why I want to go to Homo Bowl. And, in fact, I wonder if there'd be anybody out there that would go to Homo Bowl and send us the free t-shirt. Do you know how much love I, I'd, I'd love to walk around? Because I'm, I'm a... I'm a I'm a man's man. You look at me, you don't think homosexual. You just don't. I'm I'm a guy's guy, you know? But for me to walk around with a T-shirt that says Homo Bowl 2003. Oh, I would love it. So if anybody's going to Homo Bowl 2003, I'm begging you. I'd love to get three T-shirts. Or if there's anybody running this, listen to the show right now, which I, I'm probably thinking not. Send us a couple T-shirts. I'll, I'll buy them. Listen to this. You could, li you could win fabulous Thor prizes, such as tickets to see Anita Franco. <laughs> There's a shocker. <laughs> Tracy Chapman. Oh, my God. And passes for skydiving lessons and much more while supplies last. Naked, Are they naked, naked skydiving? Yeah. <laughs> We're I thinking it. on the yeah. same What does that tell you? <laughs> Why are we sitting there now, together? Now, do you want to go as my date, LFA? We can go get those T-shirts. I'll bowl. I'll, I'll bowl queer. I would, I would completely go, but, I mean, at the end, it says this event is intended for gay and lesbian singles. And so, I mean, I don't want to go crash a party, and that's why I'm not giving out the address. You know what I mean? Because the last thing I want to do, I mean, this is for people to go and be themselves. And, I mean, again, they wouldn't be able to kick us out. But, um... Here's the thing. We'll go there. Me and you, we'll go there. And if there are some openings, if there's people that didn't show up or if they're running low, we'll, we'll just go in. Even better yet. Good time. Better yet. Queer it up. Let's hook up with Ron and Fez, man. 
Just get a whole bowling team together. Well, you know, Fez was actually looking for something to do uh, if you were listening to Friday last night's show, and somebody has suggested bowling. Um, show off your most tantalizing bowling style, and you could win an old-school bowling trophy. <laughs> is, that, is that a trophy? So, uh, <laughs> uh, for best bowling shirt, high score, most graceful gutter ball. <laughs> most graceful gutter I, ball. I thought bowling was the one thing you couldn't make gay. You know, I, I, I thought there's one thing you couldn't really queer up that much. And again, we have nothing against. No, no, but but there is you know stuff does get gayed up a little bit. You know, gay <laughs> people do things with things that makes them more gay. I I thought bowling was one of the things you couldn't touch. I got an instant message, uh, JFK Hefe from TLM three seven eight. White people are so afraid of homos. Anita Franco. Oh, that's a call to Ron and Fess. White people are so afraid of black people. That's their thing. All right, I get it. I get jokes. So anyway, Homo Bowl 2003. Would you be afraid of going to uh, something like Homo Bowl? I mean, no. I know J Dubs and I. We're, I mean, I think it's something about being comfortable enough with your sexuality to know that even if you do go to Homo Bowl, you're not going to end up leaving. Get yeah. you know. But I really do want a Homo Bowl T-shirt. But I, I really hope I would. And you know what though? You're completely right. They should have done the logo differently. Yeah. They should have done it with one pin and two bowling balls, yep. and that would have been outstanding. I think that's the way to go. 1-800-636-1067-2024-321067. Getting back to Uday and uh, Uday's partying, they also found some interesting tapes in Uday's collection. In Uday's collection, they found Shakespeare in Love, Green Card. Yeah. What's Green Card? Green Card's that one with uh, Gerard Depardieu. You don't know that guy? You... He sucks, but it's a horrible, <laughs> horrible movie. Um, the Terminator, which I think makes sense. Yeah. And also Air Bud. <laughs> In fact, they said that Uday was so fascinated with Air Bud, that, <laughs> <laughs> which is about a basketball playing golden retriever. My, my retarded nephew wasn't even fascinated with that. <laughs> um, and he laughs at car accidents. Oh, come on. <laughs> Uday apparently liked the dog so much he owned three copies of Airbud, and I don't know if he owned Airbud One, Airbud Two, Airbud Three. I thought there's only one Airbud. Air you you talked about your retarded cousin, and I know you were just making that up to be outrageous. But if you look at Uday, <laughs> if you look at Uday, um, the he's, he's the one who got shot, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, why he, he he's yeah, he's the ones in a wheelchair. He's the older one, got shot, lost, and and got passed over by. Kuze, yeah, Kuze is the, uh, the more respected son. Whatever. This guy's a nut job. Uday looks like he's touched with a little bit of mongoloidism. <laughs> Does he not? <laughs> no, do you think the people who made Air Bud were thinking, you know, we can target this towards Uday Hussein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would love it. This is going to be big in the Middle East. <laughs> with retarded sons of dictators. <laughs> That's our target demographic. Retarded sons of dictators in the Middle East. That's why the movie didn't get dick in the in the theater you know what sucks though if i if i shaved my head <laughs> if i shaved my head and my goatee you look at uday's eyebrows i uh that's I think, you man i think i look a lot like uday so you're, now, you're, now we know where uday is i don't look touched though at all <laughs> i think if you shaved your head totally like 
I used to have this. In fact, you remember when I first got to Michigan? I kind of looked like that, except I was fatter. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's in a wheelchair, and you were fatter than him, and you could mobily move around and lose weight, and you were fatter than a guy in a wheelchair. Oh, come on, dude. You suck. Uh, so, that's his... How lazy were you? That's his movie collection. What are your movies? What are your must-have movies in your collection? It was funny because, I mean, I was actually thinking about it. I had a really crappy day this week, and it was like... I always have my go-to, and it's the Monty Python. You know, you got Monty Python, Life of Brian, or the Holy Grail. You know, stop by the Sev, pick up the the six-pack, go home, because I don't have to wake up until, you know, yeah. 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So uh-huh. that's, like I said, the exciting life of me. So popped in Monty Python, sat there with my six-pack, finished it up. And... uh that's really sad. It is. I mean, but see, that's the, that. I mean, I got that. Of course, I got all the standard. I'm a big Clint Eastwood guy. I got all the Clint Eastwood movies. I forget you know? you're an old dude, though. You yeah. know, I've I've loved something completely different by uh, by uh, Monty Python. Huh. That's a great movie. Have you ever seen that? Oh, something different. Something completely completely different. Yeah. yeah. What are your must haves, J Dub's movie? Mine are uh, Clerks. Lately, the uh, the. Uh, Mr. Show DVDs, which you have to check out. I've got them over at your place. Gotta check those out. Okay. And also, uh, I would say it, it cycles through like uh, a lot of all, almost all the Kevin Smith movies. I love them. My my top three have to be uh, number three, Pulp Fiction. I think every man should own Pulp Fiction. I think that's just one of the greatest movies ever. You disagree? Johnny I, I haven't even seen the damn thing yet. Really? I was going to watch it this week and uh, give you a movie review next week or something. <laughs> it's great. That was, uh, yeah, that, I don't know. That's only seven years ago. But oh, okay. that's still a movie review. Come on. I mean, I never understood that. Why do you have to do movie reviews of movies that are coming out? Now, explain that to me. Why can't I do, like, Scarface next week? I just picked that up in the, uh, at Best Buy. I'm ready to watch it this weekend. I'm ready to come in here with a great movie review. That may actually not be a bad idea, Johnny Panani's movie reviews. Number two on my list has to be Office Space. That is one of the most brilliant movies of all time. And, uh, again, I think so many people harp on Office Space. And anybody that's had any sort of a legitimate job completely understands what happens and, and the everyday life and the everyday doldrums of uh, going through uh, life, you know, with Office Space and, you know, what it's like to work in a cubicle and things like that. But number one... And again, I'm not going to be one of these guys that say that Howard sucks or whatever, because there's no doubt about it. Howard is my God. Howard is my hero. He's the Babe Ruth radio, and it's an honor to share the same you know airwaves with him. And I, I guarantee you, every single disc jockey owns Private Parts, and oh, yeah. secretly it's their favorite movie. But I'm going to admit it out in the open. I thought that was just unspoken. You know, that's your that's my favorite one. Private Parts is such. It's a, the Bible. It is. It's the Bible if you're in if you're in radio, and with, and even if you're not, it's just a great story without a doubt. That man is my hero, and that leads me to mandatory Marilyn Manson. Tonight's mandatory Manson. It comes from the soundtrack from Private Parts, the movie. I wish this song had gotten released for airplay because it, it rocks, man. Mandatory Manson tonight from Private Parts. Suck for your solution. Now, Hefe's hideout, 106.7 WJFK. When we come back, we're going to talk about a busted penis ring. Stay tuned for that and us making fun of Dale Earnhardt. Speaking of timely. All, all next, El Hefe's hideout, 106.7 WJFK, sucker.
to Tory Marilyn Manson with El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK from the Private Parts, the movie soundtrack, Suck for Your Solution. You know, I, I say right now, that is the goal of this show. we got to get him in here. You know, just sometime in the future, we got to write it down. That is the goal of the show. I would, I would, you know what, though? And to be quite honest, obviously, if anybody that's been listening, for any period of time, you hear it in the imaging. You hear me. I've created, I always wanted to do a mandatory Manson because F Metallica. You know what I mean? It's just, it's old. It's washed up. St. Anger sucks. Um, Manson is the ultimate performer. He's not a great musician. I know. It, it's, there's nothing there musically, but the guy is a performer. He is an entertainer, and much in the vein of, of Howard and, you know, of what I hope to be one day. And this almost makes me cream my pants because I, there are three things that I love so much. Three things that I like. By the way, let me reintroduce everybody. My name is El Jefe. It's my show. J-Dubs is one of my best friends, and he's here with me. He's my co-host. Johnny Punani is has worked his way into the show and he's done great so far and he takes your calls at 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067 but when I found out the three things that I love more than anything else in life and now that I'm divorced especially um, the Dallas Mavericks I live and die by them um, Howard I, I, I used to listen five hours a day as much as possible uh, I started this new thing at night where I'm working a lot, and I don't get to listen to Howard as much, and I hate it. But uh, And Marilyn Manson. And when I found out Manson was collaborating with Howard, even if it was on the soundtrack, damn, dude, I was so happy. Cause, and this song is awesome, and, I think, and I've never been able to play it before. That was the first time I was ever to, able to play it on the air. But I think the guy's brilliant, and I think that uh, Mandatory Manson, you can expect that every Saturday night. Uh, with El Jefe's hideout on 106.7 WJFK, because he is an entertainer and so are we. Um, getting into the instant messages for a second, um, let's see. Uh, somebody says, "Have you heard Saint Anger? Uh, it is not a commercial. It is not commercial." You ask, "What a donkey?" Okay. Uh, <laughs> you donkey. Yeah, that's another show's bit. Whatever. Um, let's see. Oh, here's a good one. Again, JFK El Jefe is the AOL for broadband instant message. We're getting a lot of them. Hey, guys, first-time listener, please don't say my AM name uh, online. But I think I remember a friend emailing me a video of somebody giving oral on the Metro. I'll try and find it and send it to you guys. Wow. wow. That'd be awesome. That's like That's real life. You know what I mean? If somebody could send us a video... Of uh, oral on the metro? You know, what, they get a signed moon pipe thing or something like that? Yeah, we'll give them the <laughs> autographed item of the week next week. 10800 Main Street in Fairfax. We'll give you a signed pink, pink slip from us <laughs> after, the, after the Earnhardt bit. Um, yeah, Earnhardt's still coming up. A lot of Earnhardt stuff that we're, uh, we're going to have coming on. Um, the busted penis ring. Um, something has happened, and actually it's funny because in this article... Uh, it mentions um, Howard's show. Anybody that listens to WJFK knows that we have a lot of commercials for things that will make you better instantly. There's something about this society and there's something about Americans. We don't want to work for anything. We want instant gratification. It, it, to relate it to us specifically, I mean, I am now taking diet pills. 
Um, I'm taking ripped fuel. And oddly enough, I heard about it on the Howard Stern show. Um, just proof positive that advertising works. But, um, and it's actually helped me, this ripped fuel stuff, because it gives me energy to, to sustain my, you know, my long days that you heard earlier with the live blog. <laughs> but um, everybody wants everything instantly, whether it's weight loss, whether it's going full time on WJFK, um, whether it's, you know, climaxing. Everything, everybody's in such a rush nowadays, J Dubs. Yeah, I mean, like, you take the rip fuel and everything. I used to take those uh, exedrins with ephedrine. Uh huh. And actually, it worked real fast, but I still couldn't have enough. I'm, I'm like, this ain't working fast enough. I'd be dropping, like, you know, 10 pounds every two weeks, but that wasn't quick enough. Well, it turns out that um, authorities in Arizona are seizing the assets of the Scottsdale company that has sold more than $74 million worth of pills, 90% of it for this pill called Longitude. And the pill Longitude is supposed to make your member, your unit... I've, I've heard uh, commercials for this. ...your penis grow. What is it? And, I, this, and I, again, we're going to get in something, you know, very, very serious... But what is it that that makes us so fascinated with our units? Why would you want your unit to be any bigger? I mean, legitimately, not jokes, not anything, but as a man, why is it that you would feel that you need a larger unit? Well, I mean, with some people, it's almost necessary, you know? If you're under four four inches... I think you need to do something about it, but but why? You don't, why you don't, I mean, why though? Legitimately, why well, would you, you need you, to do you, something? Well, you, you don't need to, but if you, uh, all right, if you ever want to, uh, if please you, a girl. If you ever want to please a girl, yeah, you uh, you need to, uh, you know, do. Uh, yeah, but I, mean, I don't think that's well, true, though. That's the thing. You always hear it, it doesn't matter. I mean, and I when I it does matter when I've had relationships, I've always, <laughs> you know. Five chuckles. Oh, it, oh, oh. No, but when when it's happened, they've all said, "Oh, it doesn't matter." No, I'm. I mean, I am. I'm definitely not in the. Uh, you know, you know, I'm below average. Period. And but I've never had any complaints. Now who knows? Maybe they got their uh, their friend Bob out there, and after I'm done, they you know, and I'm out of that their their house or apartment or whatever, they they go in there and they get the joy jelly and all that, and they but work it, themselves I mean, up. But. but here's the thing, though. I honestly don't believe that men want their units larger. To please women, I don't think that's it. I think they want well, their. I, want, the, I think they want a larger member for themselves. Well, pleasing a woman pleases them pleases the man. Like when you hear a woman just like her knees shaking and everything, you are happy. You're a happy guy. You're like, yeah, that's right, baby. That was me. I, you know? I think the majority. Of, I, all right, I don't know, and I don't even want to know who's how large and what. But I'll tell you, if I was bigger. And again, I've said this before. I'm about uh, in the five range. Okay. If if it were larger, I don't think I would satisfy any more or any less. In fact, I think even less because the, the the one woman I've been with who just divorced me um, just complains it's because of your unit. Complains? No, complains that it was actually too big. Oh, ball. I, I, she, is, she is feeding your ego, my I, friend. I swear to you, man. I swear to Ooh, you. Ooh, my uterus hurts. <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, ball. I, you are so full of it. She, she's, she filled you so full of it, man. <laughs> no, man. But it wasn't too big. Now, here's the thing, though. If I was bigger, 
I don't think I was satisfied. You still used to be married. I've talked to chicks. Now, shut up, man. That hurts. Why are you going to do that? I, I've talked to chicks before, and they say, the guys, it's like, all right, here it is. Exactly. The guys that have the larger units feel like they don't have to do anything. Well, like, the, like the size is enough. They say the guys with the smaller ones work it better because they feel like they have more to prove, just like fat chicks work harder in bed than the hot ones. Or flat-chested chicks. Yeah, they, fat, uh, the, flat-chested, whatever. The, the girls with uh, with big knockers, they uh, they just lay there. They, they let their, uh, their uh, breasts do the work. But flat-chested chicks actually think they have to work, work it a little bit more. And know? so I honestly think that if I had a larger unit... I would just pull it out more. Like, I would, I would like, you know, like, do the helicopter with it. <laughs> yeah, look at this. Yes. You know what I mean? And, like, and that's, good, that's good enough reason for me on why to get it bigger. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, remember last week we were talking about, like, all the crazy stuff that happened in high school locker rooms, and it was always the guys with the larger units that would go and, you know, slap it on the freshmen's faces and, uh, you know, have the contests in the back of the bus to see who could get it aroused quicker. See, we used to do a thing called the wristwatch as well. <laughs> Where you'd put it around your wrist and you go, you go up to someone, hey, what time is this? <laughs> and they look down like, oh. See, I'm so small though, I couldn't even make like a pinky ring. <laughs> Much less a watch. What are they growing out there in Fowlerville? one 800 636 Everybody, uh, I imming JLK, uh, JFK El Jefe about this. This alleged video on the metro of somebody uh, giving oral, and some people are saying it's fake. Some people are saying it's real. I don't care if it's fake. A big DC urban legend. Yeah, I guess I suppose so. In fact, one of the best pictures, and I still have it saved on my email somewhere, is this picture of Britney Spears, and it's I think you've seen it before, where she's like leaning up against glass and like oh, yeah. she's totally exposed. You know, with her boobs, and I don't think that that would ever happen legitimately. No, but... But it's got Britney Spears' face, it's got a nice set of cans, and I don't care if it's fake or not, I think it looks kick-ass. Yeah, definitely. Who cares if it's real or not? It looks real to me. That's good enough for me. one 800 So I was just wondering what the fascination is with having a larger member, because honestly, I don't... I think the only way, the only way where I think it would have a legitimate benefit to have is that I think you would you would feel a lot more like self-esteem. Yeah, it. you'd have a lot more confidence. I think you'd walk around like you really wore the stuff, you know. But uh, that really lead that usually leads to pricks and guys that think they're a lot cooler than they really are. But if you had to invent what pill, one pill that could solve any of your problems, um, what would it be? Me? Yeah. Um, me, I, I have no time to sleep, so I'd make a pill that actually, you know, replenished re, uh, all the, the things in your brain you lose when you haven't slept and everything, when you're really feeling like like a zombie. Mm -hmm. I, I'd get a pill to do that so you wouldn't, you know, because like, everybody takes those uh, those caffeine pills and all that stuff to stay awake but your brain just dies after a while i would take a i'd make a pill that made your brain you know just feel like you're awake 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067 johnny punani if you could create a pill that would do anything for you is there anything in particular that yeah, you would want to accomplish a trick attraction i mean get rid of the bo 
you know, make sure my teeth are bright and uh, smiley and, you know, shiny and, you know, lose the 50 pounds overnight and make myself look like, I don't know, uh, you know, Brad Pitt type of thing. Oh, pop that in the morning, go out there, pick up my chick, you know, 24-hour pill, mm-hmm. you know, get it done. Then I go back to being me. What you call it? Oh, you'd only want a 24-hour? You'd only want to do it once? I want to be myself. Yeah, no, no, not just once. I mean, I want a lifetime supply, trust me. <laughs> it's just that, uh, you know, I want to be myself. I'm, you know, hey, living somebody else's life, I don't want to do that. But uh, every once in a while, I want to be able to go out and pick up chicks. That's <laughs> what, you, what would you call it? Uh, Johnny Panani's pill. I'd say the Punani fly. The Punani fly. There you go. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. A lot of people asking for the email address as well. It is ejhideout at yahoo.com. But remember, the AOL for broadband instant messaging happens. Uh, JLK El Jefe. JFK El Jefe. Yeah, JFK El Jefe. Thank you so much. Um, I think my pill would be a little along the lines of Johnny Punani's. And it's just a matter of... Something just to control my appetite. Because even when I'm using this ripped fuel and it gives me the energy, I work out, I have kick-ass workouts, I have energy throughout the day, but I just, I don't have any. You know what? Here it is, a pill for willpower. I need a pill for willpower. Whether it be willpower to not supersize or biggie size, whether it be willpower to not even pull into the parking lot to begin with. That'd be a hell of a pill. Or whether it be willpower to not punch the clown. Or to say something inappropriate, you know what I mean? I think I think there's something to be said for having willpower, and I think willpower, uh, I think that's what most of America lacks. I think I've just solved the problems of the United States of America in this brief little diatribe. I think it all happens with us not having any willpower. The I'm willpower to not cheat on your wife, the willpower to uh, to not supersize it, like I said, the willpower to not call. Johnny Punani, a, a fat bastard. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's all about willpower. If you could just get more willpower, I think you'd, I think you'd be set. I think everything would be fine. I think I have the least willpower in the room. I mean, I cannot turn down a good deal for anything, even when it's not a good deal. You know? Something could be so horrible for me, but it's only a quarter? Hell yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, those cigarettes are a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Now they they say uh, they right on there they're going to kill me quicker, but you know what? They're a quarter cheaper. They're a quarter I'm buying them. Doesn't matter. Some sort of willpower just to keep yourselves from doing anything. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. We're going to take a break, and whenever we get back, I want to see if somebody's been able to send us this uh, this porn of this oral on the Metro. Because I really am fascinated by this. Because to me, there's nothing sexier than having, like, sex, like, out in a public place. There's something about, there's something about, you know, almost getting caught that I think makes sex all that much better. And you know what? Maybe that's why my uh, punching the clown incidents have been so violent, J-Dubs, because I'll admit I've done it while you guys are there. In Me my, too? Yeah, while you've been in my apartment, I've punched the clown. Where were you at? I usually in go to my room? bedroom. What, what time of the day? I don't know. Mid morning. You want to take pictures or mid, something? Mid no, I'm just wondering what I was doing at the time, where I didn't notice he was gone. And I, I know if someone goes into the bathroom, that's what, or the bedroom, that's what they're doing. That's usually, I mean, but see, and I've given it away now. But usually, I'll say, oh, I'm going to go take a shower, and I'll disappear for a little while. But I'll be in my bedroom, and you don't know if I'm gathering my clothes, if I'm prepping for the shower. But that's what I'm doing, and like I have no willpower to not do it, even though you're in my apartment, even though you're, you're like, you know. 
you know, 20, 30 feet away. Feet away. You know, and my apartment's so small, it's not even 20, 30 feet. Ernie, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK-FM. Hey, how's it going tonight? What's up, brother? Hey, uh, uh, willpower, call what you want. Self-discipline in anything you do. You want to have a good family, you want to have a good career, uh, some good investments, all self-discipline. And, you know, I just, and not to go off on a whole diatribe and rant, and this is going to be the Republican in me coming out, but, you know, there really is... There's no more responsibility. There's no more self-responsibility anymore. It just doesn't happen. Everybody wants to blame everybody else for their problems. Everybody to say, well, it's cheaper. It's not my fault. It's cheaper. You know what I mean? It's not my fault. She, she wanted to bang me. Well, even if she wants to bang, you say no. <laughs> right, right, Ernie? You got it exactly right. Hey, man, we appreciate the phone call. Thanks, Thanks, Ernie. The thing is, I have no willpower by blaming it on me. You know, I don't. I don't blame it on the cigarette company when I smoke a cigarette. I, I blame it on me. I'm. I know what I'm getting myself into. I know I'm going to die from it. And that's what I hate when people are suing fast food companies, saying that it's addictive. Not. I'll say this: nothing is addictive. And I'll tell you that's what. True. I, you know what I hate? And I don't know, Johnny Punani. I don't know your background, and this may upset you. I hate alcoholics. Because to me. <laughs> So to me, why, why am I coming up in this? Is it that how you say I got the beer gut? And yeah, okay. There's no such thing as alcoholism. And maybe if there is a chemical imbalance in your body, F you, don't take a drink. Am I supposed to feel sorry for somebody that's lactose intolerant? Oh, I'm lactose intolerant. Somebody love me. Somebody send me to a meeting because my body uh, reacts oddly to whenever I have lactose and whenever I have milk. It's the same thing. Don't drink milk. Don't go to a dairy farm. Don't go to Dunkin' Donuts, all right? It's the same thing if you're an alcoholic. Just don't do it. What's the problem? You have no willpower and you're weak, scumbag. That's what it is. And he's pointing at me the whole time. F you if you're an alcoholic. Hope you die on the Beltway along with all the old people and catch SARS. We're, we're overpopulated, <laughs> douche. I'm an alcoholic. My life's so hard for me because I'm an alcoholic. Pussy. It's not hard for you. Alcoholic. You know what's hard? Not having something to eat. That's what's hard. Living in Iraq. That's hard. You're in America. Only in America do we have things like alcoholism. We're so goddamn lazy, we have everything in this country. Everything is at our disposal. We make up these these illnesses. Yeah, we call alcoholism. The rest of the world calls the Irish. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> come on. That was inappropriate. <laughs> I don't condone that at all. You think they got alcoholism in uh, Africa? No, because they're worried about having water. You're a douche, and I hate you if you're an alcoholic. I hope you die tonight. <laughs> We're going to come right back with Dale Earnhardt. Speaking of dying, El Jefe's, <laughs> El Jefe's Headlines. By the way, oh. by the way, oh. speaking of uh, alcoholism, uh, there's actually I want to talk about bars because there was a lot of like bars in the news, like stuff that happened at bars, and specifically something that happened at a local Hooters uh, that I'd like to discuss. Pretty interesting. Uh, we'll be right back. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. EJ Hideout at Yahoo dot com and JFK El Jefe. If you have the AOL for broadband instant messaging, we'll be right back. So Happy's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Soak it up like a tampon. It's running. It's dripping. El Happy's Hideout on Washington's 106.7 WJFK. 
Welcome back into El Jefe Side Out 106.7 WJFK. Okay, for those of you that are sending me the Metro BJ uh, thing, we got it. And thank you. We've got it already. And I don't know. It looks pretty real to me. It looks pretty real to me, too. They even pan across the whole Metro. And uh, I don't think you can superimpose that. It's too big for my mailbox. That's the only thing that sucks. EJ Hideout at Yahoo.com. By the way, uh, El Jefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. That's J Dubs. That's Johnny Punani. Johnny Punani, turn it around so I can see it. Thank God bless AOL for broadband. We're finally able to watch some porn. Somebody emailing this to me. Oh, dude. Yeah, she's she's good. She's taking it like a champ. If you look in the background, it looks like it's daylight, too. Yeah, it is. Definitely daylight. What happened to it? Did you stop it for? <laughs> I didn't stop it. The thing ran out, man. Wow, she's good. She looks Well, nice. you can tell because she's in. they're inside the tunnel right now. Yeah. And when they go outside, they're you know they're slipping out of the tunnel. That's that whole... Uh, hey, you know. can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that whole Freudian thing going on in the background. This is actually a very classical piece. That dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, talk about... Hey, is this not a movie review? This could be... All right, this could be an award... Look at... Okay, they're scanning. They're going down and they're showing nice a full car. Now, this dude sitting in front of her, in front of the couple... Has the newspaper. He's pulling a very good, uh, you know, buddy act here. Oh, he's that. laughing his ass off, but he's got a newspaper, both sheets open, that, covered up. That's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it could actually be legit. And she's taking, and you can tell he's part of it because he's laughing. She's, the guy in front, the guy in front, uh, blocking. I guess is that a real? No, oh, okay, never mind. I wonder if he's getting anything out of the deal. Oh, I'm sure. Oh man, is, and I, I know this isn't good for radio, but again, we're describing this. Somebody had said that. We're, Johnny Punani was talking about receiving or actually looking at hot chicks on the metro. Yeah, yeah. And somebody IM'd me. What are you stopping it for? Dude, the thing runs. This is what's known as a computer, and it's got it's a file and it down. I know you, you, you haven't hit the 21st century. Just play it. It doesn't do. I don't know where the repeat thing is. I'm on. all riled up now. <laughs> but anyway, Johnny Punani was talking about whenever he was coming in to do the show. He saw all the hot chicks that were coming back from college on the Metro and how they dressed to the T. Then somebody uh, sent me an instant message. She is taking it like a champ. Oh, my God. Um, somebody, for her. JFK El Jefe uh, is my instant message. And somebody instant messaged me and saying, hey, there's this thing about the Metro and somebody giving oral in the Metro. God bless our listeners, man. That is, all right, you gotta stop it, dude. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting all riled up here. Yeah, stop rubbing up against the board, man. I know. I'm, uh, yeah. Our boy afterwards is gonna have to touching myself. One eight hundred. We don't six, need that. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. I wonder where they're at. If we can like, you know, look at the background and see where they're headed to. What, what line they're on? <laughs> Does this happen all the time on the uh, red line? You know, it wouldn't be on the red line. It'd be like on the yellow line. I think that might the be the orange line. That's the one that comes out this way because, like I said. Coming out of uh, that's the one I happen to take all the time. Oh my! I mean, God. and coming out of it, you know, you definitely go from. Uh, I, we got to delete it though. Delete it off of the email because it's it, it's taken up all the uh, EJ hideout um, at yahoo.com. Um, it's taken up all of the uh, room. I'm using one hundred. Can you imagine uh, a tape of Punani going around with uh, on the Metro getting oral? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> I don't want to. Could happen. I, I think we need to make a contest out of that. You know? Oh, yeah. Who <laughs> wants to give Punani oral? Um, you know what? Play the uh, El Jefe's headlines. we got to get... We gotta, uh, let's, uh, let's do a real uh, start again to El Jefe's headlines. Washington 106.7 WJFK. All right. 
things up a little bit. We used to do two scoops with spoon, and that would, those would be our news stories. Um, we're changing things up a bit. Just be, it happened to be because spoon was going out of town, and things will be a little bit different in the future. But because I did used to be a news director, I, I was a news director at one point in my radio career. So I think I uh, can share some news stories with you. And this actually is a great story. Um, and it happened right here in our very city, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a Silver Spring man faces charges for allegedly bringing his three-month-old son with him to Hooters. And this ha happened last weekend. Uh, police say 25-year-old Dennis Russell Malik uh, of Silver Spring is charged with contributing to the delinquency of a child and endangering uh, the child while intoxicated. Police say they got the call early Saturday morning from the manager at the Hooters of Rockville and Rockville Pike. The manager reported an intoxicated man trying to order a drink with his baby in his arms. Police say uh, the guy was unsteady on, on his feet and that he was having difficulty holding on to the baby. He was staggering, swaying, and a diaper and his speech was very slurred. In addition, Malik did not have a diaper bag with him to change the soiled baby's diaper. Uh, I don't see a problem with this. You got to be kidding. And is it no? You got to be kidding. The guy's drunk with his his infant kid. Is he driving it around? I, I don't even care if you're driving. You don't. That that's insane. You, you can't be serious, man. Um, let's see. The baby was put under protective custody. They say uh, it looked like the guy was probably about to get in his car to drive. I think that's the only problem. I don't. The dude is drunk with his three month old. I mean that alone. I mean that that. Why, why is that bad? He's not doing anything bad to the kid. I mean, I mean he's not like, he's slapping okay. it around while he's I, drunk. No, I'm, I, I'm not. I've never had any kids. I don't have any kind of responsibility. I'm not spoon. I don't have. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not populating half of North America. But to me, common sense says. <laughs> now, he, now he's going out of the continental U.S. <laughs> oh God, you know, SARS isn't going to be the problem in Hawaii. That's for sure. Yeah. But I mean, to me, it, to me, common sense would say you don't drink around your kids. In this, not, not in the sense of social drinking and all that, but you don't sit there and get blasted. That's ridiculous. Here's my question. Why does your life have to end when you have a baby? True. Why could you not go for a drink if you have a baby? Now, I think where the guy was wrong is if he was going to get in his car and drive. But, I mean, automatically, are you not supposed to have a life whenever you go to the bar? I guess not. That's what I mean, society says anymore. Can you not have a baby and go to the bar? Who here saw Sweet Home Alabama? That kid didn't look like he was being abused. No. You t here's what you do. You take the Metro. Maybe you receive oral from some whore on the Metro. You take your baby. All right, that would be wrong. Baby. Yeah, that would be, that'd be definitely wrong if you're getting oral while you're holding your baby in your arms. All right, maybe I'm going too far. Yeah. I'll come back a little bit. But um, but with that, though, let's say, you you know, you take your kids, you know, you you do some safe means. Let's say you get a taxi. I'll tell you this. When I have a kid, I don't want my life to end. So let's say you get a taxi. Wait, wait a second. I mean, first of all, when you have a kid, your life changes. That alone means that, you, I mean, the whole responsibility gets away from your life to the kid's life. I mean, that's, maybe that's me. I don't know. I, that's the way I was raised. My head, and maybe I'm, I think I'm the weirdest guy on radio because perfectly normal parents, they literally celebrated their 47th anniversary this Thursday, you know, I, they did everything necessary to bring me up and all that. And I mean, everything as a, as an adult. I mean, having the sit downs and learning a little bit about life, mom and dad. They 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 revolved their entire life around me, and it, they made it sound like oh, yeah. You, they, there's no you. 
when you have a kid. Now, again, I'm no expert. I'm no expert. Maybe things have changed. Look, Maybe I'm super ultra-conservative. I don't know. What the hell? Well, I remember being a kid and my mom taking me to the bar. Now, oh, yeah. she wasn't, now, she wasn't going to, like, get laid, but my mother was a teacher, and I remember every Friday afternoon um, after school, my mom, along with all her teacher buddies, would go to, like, Bennigan's or Friday's or something. They would all have some cocktails. I would sit there and do my homework, play Pac-Man or whatever. And it actually was kind of a bonding experience. Oh, I used to love going to the bar with like my dad or something. He would go there, have a couple of drinks. I would I would go there, play some video games, or uh, go over and uh, you know play like the uh, what's that skeet thing you do? Skeet ball? No, it, it's like it's kind of on sand. You push it down the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That may be it, a collarbone thing. It was a <laughs> yeah. It was at the Bloated Goat where they serve uh, Milwaukee's best on tap. <laughs> One dollar draft every day. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. I mean, I'm being honest here. Does your life have to end when you have a kid? It it doesn't end, but you don't. I mean, you gain that much more responsibility. And here's the other thing too. This is a brilliant move. This is a brilliant move to take a kid to Hooters. Because right, here's my question. Are Hooters who to me Hooters girls? And I know they're a proud sponsor of El Jefe Side. I love Hooters. In fact. You know, I wish the show wasn't on so late because I'd love to go grab some wings and a, a brew and some curly fries. Sounds good. And they were giving away trips on Hooters Air now. What, can you not take a baby on Hooters Air, Johnny Punani? That's totally different, and you know it. I mean, I mean it all comes down to... It all comes down to you don't get blasted. I mean, we don't need. Was the was the mom around, or I, I assume not? I didn't hear anything. I don't see anything about the mom. So, I mean, you are basically responsible for this kid's life. What you were saying earlier that. You know, people don't care about the responsibility. Who else is going to be responsible for a three-month-old? You are the responsibility. All right, getting back to this, this is a brilliant move, and I'll tell you why it's brilliant. It's, first of all, the Hooters chicks are a lot like strippers. Yes. And the fact that there's this whole fake, hey, baby, oh, it's so good to see you. They sit down next to you. They may even, like, put their hand on your leg. They're glor I mean, they're, 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 they're strippers, but they're not. They use the same techniques. They just don't get naked. But they're still doing it for tips. They're not doing it for lap dances. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But taking, taking a baby to Hooters, that's, that's money. That's automatic all the Hooters chicks are going to come over and, like, goo-goo with the baby. You know, that's a way to pick up chicks. I don't know if you're going to pick up a Hooters girl that way, but you're going to get them to talk to you at least. You're going to lay some groundwork. And that opens up. And, by the way, don't think that Hooters chicks aren't bangable, because we got a buddy who we worked with in Michigan. This guy's banged, no joke, at least eight different Hooters chicks. Now, he's a good-looking guy, and he's in radio, so it seems like an automatic. But uh, he's banged the Hooters chicks before, so they're not completely untouchable. I love Hooters. I love everything about it, except for one thing. Hmm. And maybe it wasn't the guy's fault that he got loaded. Because you're there, you're drinking your beer, and they fill it up when it's only a quarter of the way down. You don't know how many beers you drank. I call that good service. Yeah, but you don't know how much you drank. You get loaded without even knowing. Ken, welcome into All Happy Side Out on 106.7 WJFK. Hey, gentlemen, how's it going tonight? What's up, brother? Doing good, man. Hey, um, this whole, you know, incidents like this one with the kid and the Hooters and the drunk father, it, it's just a million incidents like these that make the general population believe that they don't have to be responsible for anything anymore. Exactly, and exactly. You hit it right on the nose. You are a brilliant man. Right. You are, you, Ken. <laughs> You should be president. I'm just, I'm just gonna say that. Maybe one day, sir. All right. Yeah. Don't ever call me, sir. <laughs> My bad. Thanks, Ken. Uh, you know, I just I just went on this whole diatribe about personal responsibility before we took the break. <laughs> 
Okay, so this could be a little bit hypocritical. Okay, back to the point, though. But big, big chicks and barbs with are uh, big chicks. Big boob. <laughs> Sometimes big, big chicks. Big, big breasted women's in bars. Um, but I really think that I like the no smoking movement in bars. No. I really do. And I think we should do this for the babies. <laughs> you have a no smoking ban in a bar for the babies, so you can bring your babies in. Dubs? No. No. I mean, have like have like a little daycare center over in the corner where they have some video games and everything where you can't smoke over there. I'll, I won't blow the smoke towards the kids. I'll, I'll promise you that. But let me smoke while I'm drinking. Now let me ask you this. Yeah, hey, you even smoked while we drank the other week. Yeah, but I just did that to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Social smoke. One chuckle. Oh, uh, uh. Um. Here's the other thing. All right, I have this question for you. one 800 Since I'm such a bad guy and I would allow three-month-old and hooters, where would you rather have a baby? In a bar or in a movie theater? If you're going to have a baby somewhere, would, where would you rather as, as you? You mean delivery? No, 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 <laughs> no. Were... Well, I mean, if they're going to spread their legs, I think the, the you know, yeah. <laughs> Come on. You know, if I'm going to catch a baby coming out of No, the... not oh. delivery. Oh, you said... No. Where is it more... I'll rephrase the question. Where is it more annoying to have a baby? Like, you know, to have somebody have a... take their baby with them. In a bar or in a movie theater? I would much rather there be babies in bars than movie theaters. Because bars are already loud, they're already noisy... And secondly, in a movie theater, if a child's crying, you know, you get some dick parent that won't shut the child up and take them outside. I'd much rather have babies in bars than in movie theaters. Am I wrong for no, that? No, no. I mean, right. You're, you're right, and your, your logic is totally absurd, but, you know. I don't think it is. You know, and this is going back to the rant that I had before. So what if babies are in bars and they get smoke or whatever? We're overpopulated. We need more people to die in this society. Yeah, you love this traffic around here, don't you? Take your... Oh, God, dude. Take your babies to bars and your grandparents. And have the grandparents drive the babies after having alcohol on the beltway. <laughs> Just kidding. one 800 And We were talking about banning smoking in bars and dubs. You seem completely against that. Oh, yeah. What about banning swearing? What if you couldn't cuss anymore in a bar? In a bar? In a bar. That'd be ridiculous. I'd be going to jail every week. Now, it always seems that... Uh, I can't swear on the air. That's enough for me. I mean, I, I, I have so many F words and S words and every... C words almost coming out of my mouth out here. If I'm in a bar with a couple drinks, they flow. I can't stop them. In the U.K., they're always ahead of us. There, there's been, like, this movement in the, in the uh, United Kingdom to ban swearing in pubs. So what they're starting to do now is they're not allowing people to use foul language. And if you use foul language in one of these bars, they'll kick you out automatically. Is this taking it too far? I would call them a bunch of pussies. <laughs> James, welcome into All Half Face Hideout on WJFK. Yeah, how you doing, man? I love your show, man. It's wonderful. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I don't think they should take swearing out bars or pubs. Yeah, I don't think so either. Relax. I, and, and I think so too, but if I were to have to give up one thing in a bar, if it was between smoking, giving up smoking, or giving up cursing, I'd rather give up smoking. I would agree with that too, surprisingly. Yeah. I can go outside to smoke. I can't go outside just to blow a bunch of swear words off and then come back in and not swear anymore. I mean, could you imagine a sports bar where, you know, the Final Four is on, March Madness? 
and you know you got I don't know UVA against Maryland or something like that. That there's no way you can't you can't do that. Yeah, they're taking out cursing. Yeah, uh, thanks yeah. for that. Thanks for the call, James. <laughs> uh, JF Hefe, the AOL for broadband instant messaging uh, screen name. So the UK is moving toward this, and I don't think it's not it's not going to have any legs to stand on. I don't believe. I mean, I think it's just going to happen in Britain. Everybody's going to laugh at them. They can't enforce it anyway. I mean, they're trying. They're, they're only, they're, they say you can curse, but if you get belligerent, then they'll ask you to leave. You know what I mean? If you become unruly. But I think that happens anywhere if you become unruly. The thing is, I love British people. I think British people are the coolest in the coolest people in the world. I've never like every time a British person comes like into like the hotel that I work at, instead of saying thank you, they say cheers. I'm like, that's pretty damn classy. But this <laughs> this turns my whole view all around on it. That's classy. Yeah, cheers. I, mean, I, I see. I'm like cheerio there, dude. Now exactly. The only way that I would give this legitimacy, and uh, again, I was totally against it until somebody put it in the context. It's similar to the city's football ground, which is soccer, Johnny Punani, uh, in London Road, where spectators can complain about racist language and those who are doing it get expelled. Yeah. You know, well, that's, that's a big deal in soccer right now. Because, I mean, and, and the thing about soccer is because you have a lot of international things, and everybody knows about the hooligans, and they go beat the hell out of each other. They're making a big push because soccer is the only sport, team sport, that, you know, you see countries that can come together. I mean, even right now, you know, the U.S. is trying to put something together and get, you know, help out Iran, you know, to get them back going. Oh, it's a big deal right now. And because it is the first step in politics, a lot of people call, that's what people call so soccer. Eh. Well, I don't know. Underdeveloped sport. Uh, <laughs> that's why I hate hockey, because to me, hockey is soccer on ice. Uh, there's nothing... I mean, let me you ask, a lot of friends around here, man. Let me ask you something, Johnny Punani, since you're a yes. soccer aficionado. Yes, sir. Soccer, to me, is completely un-American. And obviously, I mean, it's that's why it's big other places besides America. And that's why I hate hockey. I don't understand playing a sport to not have a winner. I mean, how could you how could you go through the whole drawn out process of having a game and having it end in a tie? And that and that's one of the big things about the what people see soccer, you know, the the Euro snobs and things like that. That's one of the beauties of the game. You can have teams that play an outstanding game and have a zero zero draw, and it is a great game for the game itself, not the result. All right, I'm bored with that. Screw that. Oh. F soccer. <laughs> greatest, greatest sport ever delivered. It, it just is. And look, I'm going to get some tickets here. I'm going to drag your asses out to some games, and trust me. No, you, you're going. You're going. I'm taking. You. I have little free time as it is, and I'm, I'm going to get you some free jerseys. And I, I've already hooked. I'm hooking you up, man. You're going to be wearing some DC United gear. Then will it El Jefe on it? I'll, I'll I'll see if I can hook that up. All right, I got do, some content. I'll do that. Then. Yeah. <laughs> and the, you know the thing about soccer is the number ten jersey is always considered the jersey to wear, and it's going to be number ten. Is that because of Pele? Exactly. I mean, he's pretty. It was actually before him. All right, I'm I mean, bored. Oh, oh, enough yeah. of soccer. <laughs> nah, I never have enough soccer, man. We Go do that on your show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one last thing about the bars. Um, and again, a lot of you drunk asses are coming out of the bars right now. This incident happened in St. Louis where these uh, guys were not allowed into a bar because the bar had a no dreadlock policy. 
What? Yeah. What kind of policy is that? Now, get this. Now, I have, no, those of you, you haven't seen me, El Jefe, yet, but I have dreadlocks. And I'm attempting to dread my hair. And I think for the most part, it looks cool. I look like a cool dude or whatever. Um, I certainly like it. But these guys. Gives me something to hold on to. These guys came up and, uh, you know, they gave their ID or whatever. And the guy was like, sorry, sir, we have a no dreadlock policy. And so, of course, you know, the guy, and honestly, the guys that were in dreadlocks and they got pictures of them before you comment on their race were in suits or basically slacks. Hey, Billy Vanilli. <laughs> Millie Vanilli. Yeah, same thing. They were, in, <laughs> they were in slacks. They had dress shirts on. They had ties on. They had just come from a wedding reception. But the guy was like, we have a no dreadlock policy. Now, apparently, you know, these guys are upset because they were black dudes. And they were like, this is completely racist. Having a no dreadlock policy. I wouldn't call it racist. I'd call it absurd, but not racist. Well, they say the reason is because I mean, although people of all races, you know, will dread their hair, obviously, me being Latino, the majority of, of people who dread their hair are blacks. And they felt like this was the bar's way of limiting the number of black people that came into the bar. The bar says they did it specifically because they used to have this homeless guy that would wander in and um, he stank to high heaven. And so the reason they say they have the no dreadlock policy is because the guy stunk. Now, J-Dubs, you stink more than anyone else I know, and you don't even have locks. And Johnny Punani, I just caught a whiff of that bastard. Hey, I've been working all day, though, man. <laughs> You're rivaling dubs over there. I, 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 even I admit, man, you know when it gets bad when you smell yourself. And this oh, thing. yeah. Jeez. That poor corner when Mike comes in to do the Don and Mike show. Don't blame it on me, It's going to linger. Or, it's got, it's got, we got 24 hours. Or Goss's garage tomorrow. I'm going to come in here with a bottle of Lysol, man. So anyway, but here's this. If you had to limit any one person from going into a bar, what would you think? Who would you limit from going into bars? Oh, man. What would you set up? What, what kind of... You know what I would set up immediately to keep people from going into bars? You know what I would set up? A scale. <laughs> I think... And, here, and this is, again, this is America, and apparently you can, uh, you, know, you can do whatever you want. I would set up a scale. And it would be, guys could get in. Guys don't have to step on the scale. Okay? But if you're a female, you have to step on my scale before you can come into my bar. I don't even think they step on a scale. You just get all the guys that are already in the bar, and they just hold up the signs, and you got to get at least a seven. Well, I, I like the scale because it's a little bit more degrading. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to step on the scale, and if you're over, I don't know, um, 130 pounds, no matter how tall you are, if you're over 130 pounds, you can't get into the bar. Does that make sense to you, J-Dubs? That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, my, my thing would be... If you'd have to take like a urine sample, and if you're high, you can't get into the bar. Because I always hate those people that always uh, go into the bar. Uh, I'm so cool because I'm high and I don't have to pay for drinks. I got my buzz outside, man. That that pisses me off more than anything else because I'm uh, in there paying five dollars a drink, and these guys just paid twenty like ten dollars for a dime bag, and they got their buzz for the night. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. And finally, the last thing in El Jefe's hideout, uh, as far as um, the the news stories go, Bling Bling makes the new Oxford Dictionary, and this is the complete dumbing down of America. I mean, we when when Bling Bling makes the dictionary, Bling Bling, you know that society's almost to an end. Uh, they added six thousand new words and phrases to reflect the twenty first century life. Um, including Botox, including Viagra, including Sambuca. Isn't that what Spoon uh, yes. bought us shots of whenever yeah. it was you, me, and his girlfriend over at Chili's that one night? Yes. Sambuca. Um, 
Head case made it. Um, bling bling. Hands-free phone also made it. Are there any words that you think need to be added while we're adding? Uh, queef. <laughs> Add queef. Are you sure queef's already not in the dictionary? I'm not sure, but if it isn't, it should be. That's like a that's like a every other sentence word for me. Queef. Yeah, queef this. <laughs> queef you, you. Do you substitute it for listening or the F word or whatever? Anything I can. Ass clown, I think, would be a good one to add to the dictionary. Um, also, hoochie. If we're adding bling bling, why not add a whole bunch of ebonics like hoochie um, or Earnhardt? <laughs> you can't wait, can you? No, I can't. All right, I tell you what. Let's go ahead and take our break then, J-Dubs. Um, coming up next, usually what we do is we do two scoops with Spoon. And two scoops with Spoon is Spoon's opportunity to give us news headlines. Well, because Spoon isn't here and somehow... He has gone on vacation to Hawaii, of all places. That's if he's still alive. If he's still alive. Um, we are now going to do two scoops without Spoon. Is there a uh, little piece of you that's hoping he doesn't come back? No, you know, I, 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 we had some, some falling outs in the beginning. Yeah. But uh, I do like Spoon. Oh, he, he is leaps and bounds of, of what we had him at, at uh, when we did our live to tape show where we didn't even go on the air yeah and he, he threw a few fits in there and i was thinking man so coming up next two scoops without spoon and um specifically this is going to be like celebrity gossip and news but there's something with dale earnhardt um that dubs is just itching to share with us so uh, a little dale earnhardt humor if you will <laughs> whenever we get back until half a side out it's 106.7 WJFK on a Saturday night. Looking for black boxes. She is one lovely Hershey bar. LFA's hideout. This is LFA's hideout. Can I ask you some questions for broadcast on 106.7 WJFK? Yes. How did you first hear about El Jefe's Hideout? I've never heard about El Jefe's Hideout. Uh, would you lie, steal, or kill for El Jefe? No. Why do you worship El Jefe? I don't worship El Jefe. Who would win in a death match, El Jefe or Jesus? El Jefe, definitely. Can you babysit for Spoon Saturdays at midnight? Mm-hmm, yeah. Can J-Dub date your daughter? No. If one of these men were gay, which one would it be? El Jefe, J-Dub, or Spoon? J-Dub. Repeat after me. Spoon sells these shells by the seashore. Spoon sells seashells by the seashore. When you hear the name El Jefe's hideout, what do you think? A little Mexican guy hiding in a cave. <laughs> That's so damn true. El Jefe's hideout on 106.7 WJFK. And welcome back into the hideout. We're coming down the home stretch. Um, we don't even need your phone calls. I'm not even going to give out the phone numbers. If you want to maybe throw something out on the... Uh, AOL for Broadband Instant Message. That's JFK El Jefe. Um, also, EJHideouts at Yahoo.com is the email, and eventually that will become uh, uh, with another service. But I want to do thank Johnny Panani for coming in and hanging out this evening. J-Dubs is here with me and also El Jefe. Usually we have Spoon, but Spoon is not available because he is in Hawaii which still pisses me off. Oh, by the way, speaking of JFK El Jefe on AOL for Broadband, um, I heard your show on the way home from work this evening and enjoyed it. JFK needs more original stuff like this, especially over the weekends. Keep up the good work. And I guess that comes from John, and I do appreciate that, John. Uh, your, your thought of us may change a little bit here in a second. Uh, J-Dubs has a story 
and I am uh, I'm ready to uh, to go into what we are now calling two scoops without spoon. Okay, so give me the story, J Dubs, and uh, let me hear what's happened. All right, it's it's titled Dale Earnhardt's Ghost Ghost Saves Marine's Mom. Okay. Yes, very freaky. She starts off the story by saying by saying that she only has a high school education. So what you're going to get is straight up without the frills. Okay, go ahead. Okay. About two months ago, I was driving on a dirt road near my near, near my home in southern Alabama. My eyes filled with tears and an ache in my heart. <laughs> it seemed nothing could ever heal. My marine son was serving in Iraq, and I worry about him because I because many of our soldiers are dying there now. Of course. Yeah. This is all in her words too. I don't think anybody print this and uh, with all this broken English. Okay. I couldn't tell if it was you or no. It's, it's the it's the print. It's word for word. Okay, go ahead. This redneck. <laughs> my my husband died ten years ago, so my son Alan is the only thing I have, and now serving a faraway country where American soldiers were dying every day. I prayed on my knees every night that he would soon return. While I was driving and the wind was in blowing long, cold in the Appalachians. Uh-huh. I didn't know if it was the the tears or the snow, but I lost control of my car. The back started to swing. The front started to swing and I saw the, the trunk of an oak tree right in front of me and I knew at that split second I was going to die until I felt some, someone grab a hold of the steering wheel slightly move my car and shift it down three gears and I pulled away from the, from the tree and off to the side of the road and stopped and then I heard a whisper don't worry none Annie your son Alan is going to be fine it was that man's whispering voice that I've heard in my ear many times on Sundays listening to NASCAR. Oh, God. As God's my witness, it was the voice of Dale Earnhardt. These people are fanatics. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. No, these people actually believe that Dale Earnhardt <laughs> pulled them out of a, with, his, with his tremendous driving abilities that couldn't keep them out of the wall. <laughs> Kept her out of the oak tree. <laughs> you think if he had that good of uh, good of driving abilities, he'd still be alive? Okay, now I remind you that we are the home for NASCAR, and tomorrow we're having NASCAR from the Poconos. But let me say something. <clears throat> J-Dubs and I have been working together for a very long time. And the day after Dale Earnhardt died, J-Dubs and I came up with a bit, a comedy bit. Now... I, was it in, is it funny? I don't even know if it's funny. We uh, thought it was at the time. At the time, it was funny, though. It was hilarious. And so, but whenever we went to our program director to say, hey, man, can we play this? He was like, hell no. Are you kidding me? He, the guy died 24 hours ago. I'm not going to let you put this comedy bit on the air. No way. And so this comedy bit has never been broadcasted over the airwaves. Quite frankly, I don't know if it ever should be, but it's about to be. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, J-Dubs and I, it's our early work. But how long ago did Dale Earnhardt die? It was two years ago, wasn't it? Was it? At least two years ago. Was it two years ago? So here is 
again... Because ghosts still saving lives. I'm not kidding you. We wrote this, like, the day after he died, and we wanted to put it on the air. It's been two years. Maybe you can find the humor in it. <laughs> if not, send us hate mail. Whatever. And we'll read it again next week. Here it is. What we call the Dale Earnhardt Driving School. Josh, happy 15th birthday, man. You're so lucky. Only one more year until you get your license? Have you decided where you're going to take driver's ed yet? Yeah, my mold-ass dad signed me up for the Dale Earnhardt Driving School. Oh, man, you're screwed. It's pretty cool, though. I only have to go for a couple days. You mean it's a crash course? <laughs> well, at least you'll get a tribute page in the yearbook. Dude, you're not making this any easier. Dude, sweet. Does that mean I can keep your stallion album? No. I'll see you later, dude. I wouldn't count on it. Now, before we get started, I need you to sign this here waiver. The Dale Earnhardt Driving School is not responsible for head or neck trauma. What the hell is this? Just sign it. Hmm. All right. All right, boy. Today we're going to work on left-hand turns. Again? We did that yesterday. But what, what if I have to take a right? A right? What's that? The Dale Earnhardt Driving School, where our motto is, if you don't pass, you're dead. The new home of NASCAR. Gentlemen, start your engine. Wow. 106.7 WJFK. All right, I'd like to think that our comedy has gotten better. Yeah. Again, we wrote that, like, seriously, the 24 hours after Dale Earnhardt died. And to me, I mean, is that offensive to you, Johnny Panani? No, I didn't. I don't, I don't care anything about uh, Dale Earnhardt or anything like that. I mean, it was a tragedy, and dude, you know, and I mean, that was the worst thing. Is How many times can you use dude in that bit, man? <laughs> oh, well, that was kind of the point, though. That was no, hey, you know, it was hey, comedy is comedy. You got to be able to laugh about anything. And I really do believe that you should be able to laugh about anything. And I had done this rant maybe last week or the week before. I hate fanatics, and I don't care if you're a fanatic of this show. I don't care if you're a fanatic for Jesus. I don't care if you're a fanatic for squeeze cheese. I just hate it when people are fanatics. There's got to be more than life for you to harp on something constantly. Even as much as I said that I'm a Howard Stern fan, a Marilyn Manson fan, a Dallas Mavericks fan, I know when to say when. Let's say Marilyn Manson died today. God forbid. I think two years later I would get over it. You know what I mean? I would think. Yeah. No? I'd be able to, I'd be able to appreciate a, Howard, uh, not, uh, a uh, Marilyn Manson bit. Yeah. About him dying, like the day after. Why I'd be able to appreciate it if it was funny. Or even if Stern died, God forbid. Yeah. You know? I think he'd want us to do that. <laughs> so, J-Dubs, with the help of AOL for Broadband, has found a couple songs that he would like to play for us. Yeah, I was cruising around on AOL for Broadband after we uh, we decided we were going to do the story, and I, I found a bunch of tribute songs to Dale Earnhardt. I found more tribute songs for Dale Earnhardt that I did for 9-11. <laughs> and that's, that's that, ridiculous. That says something. Yeah. That says something about society. I mean, God hope if I die, you know, somebody will care. You know, but it was the same fanaticism whenever Selena died. And again, I guess Selena wasn't real big up in these parts and is only big in the Latino community. But it was the same thing. You see where you had the threes, you know, all over everybody's car? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It was the same thing whenever Selena died. We'll miss you. Rest in peace. Everybody knows about Selena because Howard got in so much trouble for it. So, anyway, uh, play us a couple of these songs that you have. 
um, what the hell for AOL for broadband, J-Dubs? What, right, which one do you have first? The first one, I may have lost the last lap. He's already one lap ahead of all of us. Automobile's <laughs> gone. Now I feel so alone. I know you feel the same way as I. No. I can't believe Dale's gone. I can't believe the voices I hear. I can only look back and remember the sound of the crowd as they stood and cheered. In my heart, you live forever. I cried and I cried and I did learn how to die. I cried and I cried and I did learn how to die. All right. Give me another one. <laughs> more, more power to people for having that kind of concern, or not concern, but care and all that for, for you know, these icons, and they are icons, but... God, you gotta be kidding me, man. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. I cried and I cried the day not Earnhardt died. Alright, give me another one. Oops, hold on. Alright, here we go. It's all country songs. Oh, yeah. Would you expect anything? Oh, else? wait a second. This is the Star Spangled Star Spangled Banner theme, isn't it? Oh, I got major problems with anybody wrapping anything around the Star Spangled Banner. You know, I'm sorry, man. That's garbage. <laughs> it didn't even done well at all. I gotta hear this. God. Nice voice. I wonder if she swallows. Nice <laughs> question. Car crashing into the wall. Car body parts everywhere. Sprawls. Okay, stop this. That's so sacrilege, man. Hey, Johnny Panani, what's your problem with that song specifically? Hey, no, you don't do anything with the uh, Star Spangled Banner. You, no. I mean, you just don't do that. I mean, something... And obviously, that's that's my conservative side kind of... Not, you, you I, I just think that... You don't mess with the Star Spangled Banner, man. I, that represents freedom and all that kind of garbage. No, I, I, no, I agree with you. I'm not a very conservative guy, but I don't think you F with the Star Spangled Banner. And I got a problem with people who sing it the wrong way, man. It, you know, Some things you just don't parody, and I think the Star Spangled Banner is one of them. Again, thank you to J. Dub. Wait, wait, wait. We got a couple more. And AOL for broadband. Uh, Dub says some... You're a prick. All right, do you have the new one ready? Yeah, it's coming up. All right, here we go. Taking your Dale Earnhardt requests. <laughs> 106.7 WJFK. Dale, we miss you, brother. It's been it hit the post. Yeah, you did. <laughs> now you're to the other side. <laughs> your legacy lives on. And your legacy's over there, too. <laughs> Even I, I see your legs somewhere. The time we had was good. Now you're sprawled all over your hood. <laughs> now you gotta go. 
Texas, like you can keep playing. Okay. All, all my buddies back in Texas would like, they'd be the guys that would like call up on the phone right now that are dialing. You suck, Hefe Earnhardt forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, the phone banks are lit up. I, I'm, I'm on the bed. If you run through those phone banks right now, they're all. Why go? Why go to one? I don't know. Let's go to one. Oh, come on. Let's find out what the. Yeah, let's, let's see just, what they're thinking. Just grab one line. All yeah. right. Line four. Welcome into El Hefe side at 106.7 WJFK. You got a Dale Earnhardt request? Hi, no, I don't. Okay. Is that all right, though? Yeah, that's fine. I'm glad to hear your show because it's a great night to have one, isn't it? Oh, yeah, sure. From the listener standpoint, it's perfect time to catch a buzz on proper. All right. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I don't know. Let's just do another. Okay, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was fine. a bad idea going to the phones. 106.7 WJFK, today's young country, Dale Earnhardt's hits on JFK. Damn, I didn't hit the post. I did. Well, the weather today will be cold and wet and windy. Yeah. I had my race gear in my pack when a stranger pulled up beside me in a stock car colored black. He was dressed like a mustache a mustache with mirrored eyes. He said, it's a long walk to Florida. Would you like a ride, son? <laughs> I, I expect 
these guys to be using the N word any minute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, AOL, for broadband for this bit. you got Dale Earnhardt. No, I, I just want to show you one thing, and there's going to be a song playing underneath this, too. This is the guy that made the site. Oh, those are all his songs? No, this is his site, though. Okay. And he has a Dale Earnhardt tattoo, and he has it where he's signing them right there, and he got the, the signature tattooed on him. You know what's so funny? Like, when we were market, working in, like, Market 119, I had a guy that wanted me to autograph his leg, and I autographed his leg. And this douche forever will be walking around with an El Jefe autograph on his leg. <laughs> and that's why I'm telling you, I hate fanatics. I absolutely hate them. Uh, Timmy, do you mind grabbing these phone calls real quick and just telling them to hold on and coming in and telling us which ones are okay? I appreciate that, man. Because even if they want to yell at us about Earnhardt, we deserve it. <laughs> um, you got another song for us? Is it playing right now? Hold on. We'll start it back up. Start it over again. Yep. Coming up tomorrow, the Poconos on 106.7 WJFK. All Earnhardt, all the time. Now, this is a song you can two-step to. Boot, scoot, and boogie. He came from Carolina, was a song. Sitting on the flatbed, watching it run. His daddy would have prayed. He came on the road. He'd push up a time, and he'd dive like a sub. Now, <laughs> let's go back to the Sunday morning. Now, hold on. AOL for broadband bringing us this outstanding technology with our tribute to Dale Earnhardt two years later. God, what, what could we do without the Internet? I, 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 so far, AOL for broadband this evening has brought us pornography of oral on... Um, oh, hold on. we got music here. Th this is still my favorite one, though. Of Oral on the Metro. All and also the music of Dale Earnhardt. So we gotta go all the way through the songs. You wanna, you you wanna take some phone calls while we do this? Sure. Hey, Timmy, come in here and tell us which lines are safe to take. <laughs> 1 800. Oh, on. Just, just plunk down one, man. Taking your Dale Earnhardt request. Yeah. 1 800 636 1067. NASCAR's hometown, M.D.C. 2024321067. Timmy, you tell us which phone calls, to, which lines to go to. 1 3 and 6, and there's a complaint on line 4. So. Oh, go to 4. Let's go to, the, let's go to the complaint first. Hey, man, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. How you doing? Hey, how are you doing? This is Terry. Yeah. Hold on, we got to start over. We had to clean it up. We can't say what you said. Say uh, your buddy was giving oral to your you know, his girlfriend, and he got his red wings. Okay, anyway, go ahead, buddy. Is he back yet? Oh, I, bones are dead. I yeah. dumped twice, so the phones are going to be dead. Hold on. i tell you what. I'm going to put you back on hold, okay? Um, Turn us back up. <laughs> this rocks. God, come on. Are you back? Are our phones up again? That should be there any second. Oh, it's got to completely rebuild itself? Yeah. 
That's all right. We got we got Earnhardt music. I cried and I cried the night they learned how to die. I cried and I cried the night they learned how to die. Why are you obsessed with Dale Earnhardt, Doves? I, I, I'm just so obsessed with... All right, go, go, to this, go to this guy first. All right, man. Sorry we had to hit the button on you. Go ahead, though. That's all right. But, hey, I want to thank you for that prize. It was a wonderful... It was an empty uh, hollow pack. Oh, moon pie. Moon pie. Oh. Yes. Yeah, that was the autographed item of the week for the first week. Thanks, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, you're on El Jefe's hideout, line three. Yeah, I got a, I got a Earnhardt question. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Why does he let his son go on TV and promote the motor oil except for doing it himself? You know, right? Goddamn. Go to, go to goddamn line number one. I thought that was petty. <laughs> line one, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout, our tribute to Dale Earnhardt Jr. We lost a hero two years ago. Go ahead. Hey, hey boys, I hate to get all serious on you this late in the evening, but uh, this is this is really ridiculous. These people didn't even know this guy, and they're 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 seeing. Tribute. Now wait a minute, there. I don't, I don't. Where are you coming from, Dale Earnhardt? He was a god. Don't you know that? I, number one American and all that. What's the matter with you, boy? Johnny no, Panani, you're getting no, too comfortable. I, I, I got to say, though, I mean, I lost a buddy of mine, and regardless of how pretentious it sounds, I got a tattoo on my arm. It meant a lot to me. Well, you know what? No, that's different. You knew the guy, man. And I'll tell you this, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. If I could make a song, I would do it. But these people don't know. They don't know. They didn't know. They, they don't know Earnhardt. If J-Dubs dies tomorrow, I'll, I'll get a tattoo on my taint that says Dubs. <laughs> Dubs stinks. Just like my taint. <laughs> Thanks, man. All, all, all Earnhardt all the time. LFA's hideout. 106.7 WJFK. Hey, can I make a request? Can we do Gregorian chants next week? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whatever AOL for broadband wants to give us. Line 6, welcome into LFA's hideout. Hey, guys. What's hey, up, man? what's up, man? Much like you guys, I'm sick of seeing that, you know, God needed a driver bumper sticker. And <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Are you kidding me? That's right. They're all over the place. And what people don't realize is he was a dick. But I want to know where you got these songs from. They're the funniest songs I've ever heard. Go to intimidator.com. I-N-T-M-D. The number 8 O-R.com. Okay. Intimidator.com. Yep. That's, that, right, that is awesome. Thanks, man. If God really did need a driver, he'd need one that could keep it out of the wall, wouldn't yeah. he? <laughs> Why are you going to want a guy that gets in accidents? <laughs> Wipe out pearly gates. <laughs> oh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's El Jefe's hideout for you. Uh, thank you so much for listening this evening. If we offended you, um, go, go to uh, 106. If we're doing our job. 106.7 WJFKFM. Is that the website? And email our uh, sales director, Michelle, and she'll pass along the word to Cameron, and we'll we'll make fun of you next week. <laughs> Dubs, take us out with another Dale Earnhardt song, if you All would. Right. <laughs> Can you give us one with banjo music in it? I want to say thanks to Johnny Panani who came in, Cameron Gray came in. My pleasure. Thank you to J-Dubs. Thank you, Alfe. Who needs spoon? <laughs> Just kidding. I think we got three chuckles out of this bit alone. Yeah. <laughs> I think each song was worth at least five. Don't forget, El Jefe's Hideout, 10 to 2, Saturday nights. It's your Saturday night buddies hanging out with you. Make the appointment next week. Everybody together. 
I cried all the night, Dale. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Is this, this, is this? No, I'll I'll go back to home. You got to cue us, man. All, all right. right, all right. We'll go out together. Are you ready? Okay. Oh, like we were all in his car, <laughs> like all, all sitting on his block, <laughs> like the retarded Oak Ridge Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that redundant? Let's let's be let's let's take this serious, man. We, we might get some out of this. <laughs> the first time it sounds like the three dogs right? sing along. Not Dale or not I died I cried and I cried I cried and I cried not Dale or not I 106.7 WJFK El Jefe's Hideout this one's for you Dale <laughs> Dane Link Dane Link Dane Fest coming up next. This has been El Jefe Sideout. We may have gone too far. <laughs> How do you make fun of the dead? Like this. <laughs> Pot it back up. We'll show you. <laughs> Your number three was the only hero a boy could ever need. I cried and I cried the night that Dylan Hart died. I cried and I cried the night that Dylan Hart died. I'll see you next week, ladies and gentlemen. El Jefe side out 106.7 WJFK. From the side. We out, bitch.